Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. And welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being with us here. It is episode number 180. That's right, it is the season 18 finale here on Monday, June the 8th, 2020. Thank you guys so much for being with us. We're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling yet again. As always, I'm Joe Murata. I'm joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Can you believe another season is coming to an end, Quinn? It's amazing. 180 years of OVP. It's a long time, man. It's, it's, you know? we're, it's almost the centennial. Bicentennial. Or bicentennial. Ooh, yes. bicentennial. Yes. It's you almost a bicentennial. you got to get your centennials right yeah. there, fella. Uh, but folks, thank you again for being with us here. It's been a fun ride here, and we're going to just close it out for you here on episode number 180. Before we get to any of the stuff going on, uh, there's some stuff over on Twitter if you want to follow us there, at OVP Podcast. And basically what we have over there is just clips, like tons of video clips. If you want clips, we have clips. It's Clipland. It's <laughs> Clip City. Clippy City. Yeah, Clippy City over there on Twitter. <laughs> Lots of old WWF clips on this day type of stuff. You might see stuff that you're very familiar with. You might see rare things. It's it's just a whole grab bag. Yeah, even Clippy works there. Yeah, Clippy is there. Remember him? <laughs> I do, actually. So if you want to go over to Twitter, at OVP Podcast, follow us there. You can also email us if you want to, at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But, Quinn, there's another place that people could talk to you. They could talk to me and hundreds of other retro wrestling fanatics. Where is that, Michael? Over on Facebook.com slash Clippy. Clip. Yeah, Clippy. Cl- Clippy, excuse me. don't. Hey, get the Y in there. Clippy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so but much. over at Facebook.com slash Clippy, um, it's a great site. It's blue. It has an F on it. <laughs> um, but it also has a search bar. Oh, yeah, it does. Right, uh, right. Uh, in the search bar, you type our vantage point. Death. Retro Wrestling Podcast. Bing, bang, boom. Tubes, gore, kaflui. Clippy. Clippy, don't forget him. And then you'll see the group button, and you join. That's it. That's there's, all you have to do. There, and, and there's one thing you need to know when you hit that group button. Oh, uh, what is that? Because there's one rule. What's the rule? Don't be a dingus. Don't be a dingus. That's right, yeah. Quinn. And what does that mean? You figure it out. If you can't figure out how to not be a dingus on the internet, then maybe this group isn't for you. Uh, <laughs> just don't, put it that yeah, way. Yeah, and if you're if you're with sharing the keyboard, don't be a ding guy. Yeah, d- yeah. If there's a couple of you that want to join at once, don't be ding guy. The, the keyboard whole- sharing. <laughs> Very hot. It's a very hot commodity. Yeah. Uh, but basically, the whole point of the group, folks, is to talk about old wrestling, a little new to a little current if you want to, and do it in a way where you're disrespectful of one another. It doesn't mean you have to agree with what everyone else thinks of a certain thing from wrestling. Just don't be mean to each other. No personal attacks. No assholic behavior. We put it all under that umbrella of don't be a dingus. Because we can't write no assholic behavior when we're telling people not to <laughs> not be jerks right. or whatever. But if you want to just have a fun place to talk about old wrestling, do it on our Facebook group. Uh, and then we're going to have some info on our Patreon real quick though. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. The reason we do this before you grunt and groan is because uh, we want to give back to you guys that want to support us. You know, we've been doing the show a while. People like it and they want to support OVP. Best way to do that is on Patreon. And what you get in return is a lot of extra content and coming out this month 
for the pay-per-view review is going to be WrestleMania 6, which, uh, again, we stretch all the way back to WrestleMania 1. It's yeah. Every review is only 5 bucks it's per incredible. month. There's also a Harvard stress test in case you care. There is, yes, on yeah. the $3 tier. Yeah. But anyway, more info to follow, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And now, Quinn, as we wind down Season 18, which has been a fun one, all season long we have been doing something where... Well, you know, Quinn and I have been wrestling fans now for, what, 25 years each? More I thought than. it was 180 years, but okay. <laughs> it's a little different. Oh. And, uh, you know, when you when you start watching wrestling, you know, maybe you're a kid, maybe you're younger, your preferences can change. Mm-hmm. Your opinions can change. Heard that. And sometimes your perspective can change. And all season long, we've been doing something called the OVP, Fresh Perspective. That's the last time we're going to smell that freshness. Smell that king. Smell that that's king. That's it for king. <laughs> yes. Now, Quinn, this is a joint topic we have both agreed upon. Both parties have come to a mutual agreement. Yeah. Well, it is the finale. It we is the we finale. come to the mutual yes. for this one. Uh, Quinn, we are talking about a fresh perspective on what? Wrestling. <laughs> that's what. Um, you ever heard of retro it? wrestling podcast? That's what we talk about. Where does wrestling reside? Who is wrestling? Is wrestling in the mind? Is wrestling in the soul? What? Is wrestling. Does that mean you have to uh, give the background on wrestling? No, I'm not doing that. Well, it began thousands of years ago, right. you know, in Hercules ancient Greece. Yes. And Greece and all this. <laughs> Just check the Coliseum video intro from like 1985 yeah. for a history. Yeah. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, when Quinn and I started, we were both about the same age. We both started right around the same time, 1994-95, uh, right smack dab in the middle of the new gen era. An impressive uh, first outing for Mantar. And obviously, everyone's mileage is going to vary on when they started. Right. And a lot of times, what you start with is what you like the most. I don't know that that's true for you and I, <laughs> truthfully. So, yeah. I mean, we'll if we're just that. talking about wrestling in general, I think um, my perspective has drastically changed over the years from oh, yeah. watching um, the Big Daddy Man. Um, Big Daddy Diesel. Be all cool. Yep. Um, and thinking, wow, this is so cool. Right. To the NWO showing up and being like, whoa, wait, this is even cooler. Yeah, what is this? And that's yeah. the Big Daddy Man in that. Yeah, and the, <laughs> yeah, the Big Daddy Man came over there to be cool. Look at the adjective. That's just like an example, right? Yes, of, of like course. Perspectives changing and like, I feel like in the first, hmm, up to maybe the end of the Attitude Era, right? I just thought wrestling was a cool thing. Like, it, it's different. Not everyone was into it. And it sure. was like, kind of felt like you knew something that wasn't like popular or whatever. Sure, yeah. And then by the end of the attitude era, like everyone fucking watched wrestling and stuff. Yeah. But that's also the time when I think the perspective changed. The expectations for how it should be kind of went through the roof. And there was that era of up until I want to say. Like, once the annoying, like, well, actually, he's gotten super <laughs> annoying, like, with John Cena and stuff. Yeah, right. That's, like, the era of, like, oh, I'm a big smark now, right? I hate how Vince McMahon's giving him all these titles all the time. Yeah, we all had, or most of us had, our big smark eras. Some of right. us need to grow out of them. Uh, yeah. Because, really, that kind of, you know, right. saps the enjoyment away from wrestling. Yeah. Is... Trying to anticipate everything that happens and trying to be ahead of right. every single thing. Thinking that you, you know, I watched uh, five or six whatever years of wrestling, right? I think I've, I've seen it all, right? 
Right. And, and, and then it's like, I know what a good match is. I know what a good angle is. Yeah, because they tell me on the internet. And yeah. They put little asterisks next to the matches to tell me how right. good it is. I go to Ransylvania.com. <laughs> I know things. Which all due respect to Scott Keith. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Yeah. Uh, and I, I very much share the same path that you do. When I got into it, it was a Bret Hart era still, thankfully, uh, which is why he was my favorite. And then Daddy Cool Diesel. Right. Right. And I used to look at wrestling old, meaning before 94, you know, right. like when I would rent the tapes. Exactly. And, and current as just being so absorbed in who's going to win this match and seeing these larger than life characters. Right. right. And then like the early teen years hit and you have access to the Internet, like you said. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at people reviewing these things that I just loved, like through the eyes of a child. Now they're like, no, that stinks. Dusty Rhodes sucked in WWF. <laughs> Haku sucks. Barbarian sucks. <laughs> yep. Bushwhacker sucks. Dino oh, Bravo sucks. Yeah, Dino, well, I still think that. Stop but. it. Jim Duggan sucks. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Big yeah. fat guys suck. Yeah. And if you don't have a good match, then it sucks. The only good big fat guy was Andre the Giant yeah. for reasons. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I've learned, and one of the perspectives that has really come full circle now for me, it's not everyone, like, it's not all about having a good match, quote unquote. See, I don't have like a, a form. Everyone goes, oh, you like this, this, this. No, you know what? I, I like matches that get over by, based on the work. It's not like two guys. Like some people go, well, what about Hogan and Rock? And, and I'm not knocking that match. I think the thing that's, that's changed the most through all the years is the realizing that, you know what? That entertainment thing that everyone shit on Vince McMahon for like pushing, that's kind of the thing we want. Like yeah. that, you know, like ultimately, because you look at all this and, you know, everyone thinks, well, why isn't wrestling as good as it, it used to be? I think that the way the entertainment is presented and what is entertainment to people has changed over the years. Well, that's true. I you mean, know? there was a period of time in general entertainment where, like, uh, Charlie Chaplin was the funniest man in the world, but that type of stuff doesn't age well yeah, now. And you even know? a more recent example, there was a time when um, Seinfeld and Friends, like, yeah, that, sure. that is, like, the, the best. That's the highest it the could ever peak get. peak of entertainment, right? right? Or in the 50s with, like, you know, Rowan and Martin's laughing and shit yeah. like that. And the Rat Pack were, like, the best yeah, entertainers exactly. ever. But culture evolves and people's uh, tastes evolve. And also, the other factor, Quinn, is people like ourselves get older right and, and then you, you kind of just age out of certain things the other thing that we tend to forget as something like because we love this thing right that we loved when we were kids right we tend to forget that this product has and always will be catered towards younger people from about eight eight years yeah, old six, maybe. six to eight years old and up to maybe like um early teens that kind of thing i i think the product's always been catered that way and I think we forget a lot of times that when you look at now today's product, that you have to remember that they're they're trying to appeal to that set. You know what I mean? In part, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. They want everyone because they who want doesn't? they want everyone, but their core audience is kids. Well, because the kids are the ones that bug their parents to buy the merchandise and take them to the shows. But you it's know? It, it's why the col- the characters are so colorful but basic. To, yeah, that's you know what I mean. Thing. I mean, look, I, I know that in other wrestling promotions um particularly in the south throughout the territory years uh, there's a, a different spin on this and there's nothing in my opinion wrong with that where it's much more athletic competition based we're not really talking about that so much we're talking about the wwf here 
uh, because if you like the sporting aspect of it, they have that now. Yeah, but <laughs> AEW. But of course, you're not going to like the WWE then, now, or maybe forever. Right. Yeah. So I understand that. I'm not looking to convert people that look for one specific element and a certain flavor and, and translate it to WWE. That's not the aim here. And that's not to say they haven't had error, eras of balance. That's that, when they're, they're their best. Yeah. And I think that. To me, as far as my perspective, that's the only thing that I look at and I say, you know, something is off. Um, it used to be a little bit more balanced. We're kind of like later in the I, I always liked when in the later hours you knew like after 10 o'clock or whatever. Some shit was like, going to go down. You could like <laughs> say like, OK, like if I'm a little older, this this is for me. And then in the first hour, you had the appeal for the kids you know, yeah, a little yeah. bit more. And like, you know, it was just there there was a little bit of balance there. But I, I, I think in a weird way, they're sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't. They have to like strongly appeal to children. They have to. They have to. Uh, and honestly, there's a, a plethora of things that could probably be highly improved with the way they've been doing things. And and a lot of the criticisms against what they do now are valid. If you're just speaking purely from a a storyline or, you know, just what makes compelling TV. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of criticisms that people have that are valid. The show's too damn long. Everything seems too prescriptive. There's a lot of valid things. However, uh, another element I wanted to touch upon is stories. One thing that I've learned over the years, again, kind of full circle, is that it's really the characters in the storyline, for me, are much more important than quality of match. Yes. In a lot of cases. I agree. The variety and the the larger than life aspects of things or the story maybe even being told in the ring. Right. Another thing you have to with that that goes along with that is that you have to let the stories play out. Sometimes stories. There's so many times where we've thought, oh, this sucks ass. And then it turns out like, oh, they actually had a plan. You know what I mean? Sure. Like even now, like it's not like it's that's some old thing. Like everyone's like long term booking is dead. I mean, is it really, though? Like, sometimes and sometimes how, not. How, how yeah. can you know that on a day-to-day basis unless you watch the whole story play out? You can't. And, you know, that's you bringing that up reminded me of something uh, that there seems to be a whole new subset. And it's not maybe even new anymore. This is, We're going back 20-something years, but it's really become the prominent discussion point on Twitter and things like that is people that in, don't even enjoy wrestling anymore. They enjoy pretending that they're booking wrestling. There's like a, yeah. this other subset now of enjoy. They're like fans of being fans or something. Yeah, yeah. It's different than just sitting down and uh, watching wrestling because you like it. Now people watch it just to criticize it or yeah. something like that it's and just really weird to me it's weird and like some of the opinions like i i see stuff like why aren't they like the day after wrestlemania starting a story that will lead to the next wrestlemania the next year because it's never been like that even though you think that there's been very rare occasions that that has happened like even in the old days eight we we joke all the time that like back in the old days, sometime in February, yeah. somebody would fuck with Hulk Hogan, <laughs> yeah. and then that would be the wrestle. It's not like it was like yeah. Generally, a, that's how WrestleMania was right. set up. It's like very rare instances, like the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. That's about it, like, yeah. Uh, and not only that, when they did set up the next year's WrestleMania match between Rock and Cena, everyone fucking hated it. Right, exactly. So, you know yeah, what I mean? They even tried it like <laughs> yeah. in the recent times, and everyone's like, "This stinks." Yeah, like so, we know who's gonna. We know he has to be the champion, <laughs> right? But, you know. But uh, going back to the storylines thing quinn and and angles and characters i kind of equate it to a movie with maybe decent acting but you really are invested in the characters in the story i would take that any day like home alone for example home alone let's use this as an example okay we both know home alone a lot of our fans do 
it's not a masterpiece in terms of cinematography. Right. Yes. In terms of acting, in terms of story. But it's in much the same way a WrestleMania six can hit all the right buttons and do all the little mm-hmm. things right where you have a again, you know, where the sum is greater than the parts, right? Much in the same way, I'd much rather watch a movie like that or a wrestling show like that than I would a very great dramatic performance by an actor with a story I don't care about. Right, exactly. That's the thing that's missing these days. And that's the thing that a lot of people, I guess, even on the internet, had overlooked all these years. Like, yeah, the big boss man's not going to put on five-star classics, but I fucking love the way he works in the ring and it's just fun to watch, you know? He's just a big, fat, like, maybe he's a cop, you're not sure. (laughs) Yeah, you might understand his gimmick. Or the mixed tag from WrestleMania six. Yeah. This isn't Japan, I know that. I know you're not seeing great moves, but it's larger than life, and I care about what happened that being said um i have heard some praise and i i can't give you an official breakdown of this because i haven't been watching it (laughs) right but i i did watch a wrestling with regret recently on like the first year of aew yeah and it it is a lot of people have been saying that their first year actually as the storylines played out over the year right like where people let them play out they said this is unique storytelling Some, some people i respect are saying that so it's not to say that there isn't a way to do that i just you yeah. know what I mean? It, no, like, I give totally the good understand. wrestling with the storylines or something. That's the thing. Another thing I wanted to, to, I need to air with you here because it always bothers me is when people try to retro- retroactively say, uh, this guy should have had the world title. This guy oh, should have had the world title. It's so annoying. And you know what? And there might have been a period of time in my fandom, in my yeah. smarkdom, where I agreed with that because that's what I read. But. When you look at it now, looking back, why should Mr. Perfect have had the world title? Why should Owen Hart have had the world title yeah. in 94? Yeah. You know, things like that. Not everyone needs a title. Mm-hmm. Not everyone cares about having a title. This is the other thing people don't realize. Sometimes the wrestlers don't want that responsibility. Yeah. I think a, a lot of that came from the John Cena era. Yeah, maybe. Where people didn't want to accept that. I'm serious, because I think people didn't want to accept that, like, oh, hey, like here's this new Hulk Hogan-style character who's always the champion. They're yeah. like... But what? Hey, like, you know, like they're used to the attitude era with like mankind with yeah. the, ti- the world title or whatever. Right. Like, you know, it's big just, show. Yeah, it's just like that's not what they were doing. Um, they never did that. Yeah, it's like never, except for that brief window of time where uh, like weird people <laughs> yeah. that were like in you know upper mid carders yeah. like mankind were winning titles. Other than that, it was always like a long term champion for the most part. You yeah, know? and yeah. It, not everyone needs a title, and not everyone does. The whole deserves a title phrase really grinds my gears because it's a fake um, yeah. championship in a fictional storyline Wh- thing, which like, is written based on drawing money and popularity more right. than it's written about how good you are in the ring or at your character. You know how you deserve the title? You sell the most t-shirts. I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. It kidding. is like that's literally what dictates that, right? They're like, oh, we really need to put the title on this guy <laughs> right. because you know we're missing all this money if we don't. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's really why they do that. And do they blow that sometimes? Yeah. Do they not make the right call? Of course. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, let's, let's let's be, be honest. honest. Like the Daniel Bryan incident is always the one people point out is like the right. he, they, they, he was so incredibly popular and, and they, didn't really make any sense like why to, yeah. why he wasn't the world champion and they were gonna fuck it up and. Until, like common sense prevailed right they, common they sense really and were. also probably like how long could they have gone to arenas around the country and people are just fucking yelling why is yeah. daniel bryan not the champion yeah. at them like yeah and then he got I mean? it and yeah and then they it wasn't that good but yeah they did it right another thing that i've really come to appreciate over the years is especially as we've done a lot of reviewing of wrestling and thinking about how you know we're in our third we're in our mid-30s and we have jobs and things like that and responsibilities 
that these are like real people and not just pawns for our entertainment. That's and true. God, the schedule that they worked and how oh, yeah, f- that it's like a tough job. Yeah, definitely. Good Lord, is this a hard job? I don't, I have a lot of respect for, I mean, just as like a working person in general. Yeah, right? like, it's like we you, work office jobs. We work office <laughs> jobs and yeah, we work, you know, all week. We work regular but, work I mean, weeks. these guys work, you know, they what are they, they work like six days a week, don't they? Like, yeah, now it's a little better, but I mean, in, in prime WWF, we're talking 250 to 300 a year. I mean, it's right, a yeah. lot, man. Yeah, and it's a lot. And you're on the road. And, and you're, you're not, traveling. Like, you're not in your office. Right. You know? You're traveling, which is exhausting. And I what, mean, what's kind of nuts is like they, the thing that I notice, especially in the age of Twitter where these stars are, um, they just tweet their lives, you yeah. know, in general, is that on top of all the in-ring stuff and live arenas they have to go to, they usually have to go up to Connecticut and like film shit. Like, oh, yeah. on their off days. And they had to do that back in the day, too. Yeah. I mean, all these things, you know, primetime wrestling had to get filmed at some time, mm-hmm. right? All the voiceovers for commentary, they had to get filmed. Like, Even to this day, though. Yeah, I'm saying, all like, that they still have to, has they to get have done. They to go do vignettes and interviews. Personal and, appearances, and autograph somebody's signings. Somebody's got to show up on the weird Kathy Kelly shows right. or, like, or whatever. <laughs> you know, what I, I'm just saying, like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, like I look at a person good, like, good um, one. you know who's a good example of that because she's on a... There, here's two people who are what? um Carmella and R Truth. Those yeah, they're two all over are the like place. they're on fucking everything. Like how imagine that as your life. Imagine like, that as your grind, right? Yeah, it, like you, you crap on those two for being like the goofy characters a lot of times. But there's work ethic involved. Yeah, I here. mean, holy shit, those two are like on every single thing right. you watch. And, and and not to mention, right, the physical aspect of their job, right? And especially in the eighties and nineties, and I know it's a lot more careful now, but a lot of guys would work hurt work through pain, work through injury. And just imagine this for a second before you want to dog people for having a shitty match at a house show. Do you always give 100% every single day at your job? Have you ever come into work hungover? Have you ever decided, fuck it, I'm screwing around the last three hours? I mean, shit, these guys aren't just pawns for entertainment. And I know if you pay a ticket, you got to get something. I understand that. But good Lord, do I have a bigger appreciation these days Yeah, for what that takes. I mean, it really is, yeah. And and that's also where the um, you realize that it, it is... You know, Jr. used to say because he likes football so much, but that wrestling is sort of a team effort because the whole card as it as a whole, like yeah. if it's a team, right? It's like, well, maybe Daniel Bryan, you know, something happened at home and he's having a rough day, yeah, right? Right. And then even the little guy on the roster, like an R Truth or right. something, well, he's got to make up for it, right? Yes. On, on the so it is kind of like a team. It is a effort, team. You know what I mean? To entertain that live crowd. That's the whole goal, right? Is yeah. to put on an entertaining program that people want to see again. And there's a lot of teamwork that goes into that. And I can't imagine how hard that is to actually coordinate right. backstage and from a logistics point of view. I'm sure it's a lot easier than it used to be when they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. But I just have, that's one thing I really wanted to say that my perspective has changed is I used to just think of it, I'm talking to my teen years, right? In early 20s, like... Just put on a good match every time. Yeah. Or that, like, it <laughs> was know? some kind of dream job, right? I mean, yeah. like... Oh, God. They wake up every day and do the coolest shit. Why? Yeah. How could you be upset about it? Right. It's like, well, if you do... Th- if something is cool and you do it over and over and over again, at some point, you're like, I don't want to, like, I don't do, this, do today. this today. Maybe you don't, exactly. you don't hate wrestling. You're just right. like, I don't... I just want to, like, I don't know, be with my kid or, like, yes. go... Um, to the the Six Flags, or I don't know, right. like, just not this, like, <laughs> yeah. you know? just not this again for the eighth day in a row, exactly, or something. Yeah. That's all. Really, people that have wrestled and people that uh that can wrestle now, just man, I really do have an appreciation 
not by experience, but just by observing. Yeah. For how fucking grueling that must be. Yeah. And and, major props. And I think the other with all that is, is like, just to give you some perspective, you know, not every night is the Staples Center in Madison Square. Yeah. Mostly it's like Asbury Park. It's a few Park. thousand people at most. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, or like, I'm trying to think of like really dinky. Right. It, like, if you just, just look at their live schedule, like yeah. just go on <laughs> we.com and just click the live. I know no one ever clicks it. Right. But just look at the list of <laughs> shitty places they go. I mean, you can't now, but I'm saying... No, like, I know, yeah, I know. In you general, know. you can. and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just must get... T- I think Bobby Heenan said, like, every arena begins to look the same. Every airport looks the same. It's just a right. grind. You yeah. know what I mean? You're just exactly. you're constantly just doing it. So, major props. I know that uh, facetiously it's called fake fighting, but I believe me. I know it takes a toll on people, and in all seriousness, much respect there. It's like traveling theater. It's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's theater in the round. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just a, it's a, it's a touring group. Yeah, right, and yeah. it takes a lot of work. So I don't blame people sometimes for maybe having a bad match. Right. You know, and that's the whole other fucking thing. Real quick, I'm sorry. But yeah, like, I guess that this would be the last point. Right? I think so. And just to tie it all together, I do appreciate a good wrestling match. I'm like, absolutely. Of no one doesn't. Like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody does it. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Everybody wants it to be good all the time. Yeah, but but the definition of good, whether Dave Meltzer continues to do this another fifty years somehow, maybe he gets cryogenically frozen and they fix his maybe mind, they freeze him in that so weird he can write pose, a sentence coherently, in that yeah, weird pose at his, his desk or yeah. whatever. Maybe he can actually speak without cutting him, you know, you know, uh, yeah, off all the time, right? Um, they did every, you know, the people. It was really weird because. And this was such a physical match, 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 match. He is not a gold standard. Uh, Jim Cornette is not. Vince Russo is not. Jim Ross is not. You're the fan. It's up to you if You're you the like gold something. Standard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean, really. Do you like it? Now, if a bunch of people all agree that something's good, then you have what's called maybe a consensus. Right. But it's still subjective. And... You know, the matches that a lot of people say are good, I agree. Like yeah. you said, like people say that uh, Austin Bret Hart is one of the best matches at WrestleMania, right. right? I agree with that. Honestly, the thing that, you know, just perspective wise that's changed for me is just watching so many, so much wrestling. Yeah, that's what we do Honestly, here. Honestly, I find that the stuff that really sticks out is the stuff that when you go in with your expectations being low. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, it's no. like some weird, like, why is this really good? Tito Barbarian, yeah, is a yeah. Great I example. guess that's, or, or yeah, later on, British Bulldog versus Warlord. Warlord. Like, it's like little things like that that you appreciate a little bit more because you're just like, wow, like you know, like I didn't really expect that, and I was really entertained. Well, yeah, you know, you know any of those kind of wins where like a guy suddenly wins that you didn't expect, and he kind of like scurries out of the ring it's really great, quick right? i it's love fun. that i love that idea See? of getting a win and like it's like yeah i did it and like <laughs> right. but I, like i didn't expect it and i just got away with it like that that's those the, are fun that's the kind of like that's the kind of stuff you start to appreciate more because it feels real it right. feels like it feels like when when the underdog team gets a gets a win that maybe it'll be the only win they get for the whole season but yeah. like that it's like oh yeah okay but like, see that's like one of those things that you yeah, enjoy right, right and then yeah. it might not get a great star rating but who gives a shit and a lot of times the reason expectations are so low is because for 20 30 years people have written about how bad these wrestlers are 
Yeah. You know, like we'll watch a match involving Earthquake or One Man Gang or something, and all you hear is them slagged off for so long in the 90s and 2000s. And we look at them we're like, no, they're really good. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. The it's majority a- of these people are professionals. It's very rare in the history of wrestling that we've run into giant Gonzaleses and true uh, giant Silvas and true you know yeah for the most part right yeah. a lot of people really were good at what they did right and again what they did wasn't supposed to be put on a five star clinic look if you raise the bar that much then how do you ever distinguish between mm-hmm. how does anything feel special I guess is what no. I'm trying to say it's if- just it's just I guess the fresh perspective there is just that you have to respect what a wrestler's role is on the card there you and go. how well they're they're doing performing it performing that role right and some guys you know they're really some of the, I've seen some great wrestlers who are bad in the supporting roles you know oh, like sure. that, that they have to be number one or it's just they don't work they don't work yeah they don't try yeah. right and they're unhappy and much like a movie not everyone can steal the scene right otherwise what are you stealing anymore mm-hmm. there's no scene left there's no story there's no you know what i mean it all becomes a bunch of hamming up right right to have a breakout performance and things like that you have to have a level of uh, normalcy you right. have to have different things happening not everyone has a starring role right in a film there's Pass. a reason that they that the Oscars put an award out for best supporting actor too. Yeah, and sometimes they, sometimes it's guys that are always the best supporting. They're sure. never the they're never the lead, but they're the best at the, what they do supporting. Right. No, I don't. And know. That's a role in WF. That's absolutely a role in WWF, and it's yeah. been a role throughout wrestling. And I think uh, the the overall thing is that my fandom from doing this show, you know, the last three and a half years, it's been good. I've to look back on a lot of things and to really have a greater appreciation. And I actually like a lot more stuff than I used to because mm-hmm. we're looking at it through the eyes of people that just want to find the good and enjoy stuff. Like you and I, when we first started doing reviews, we would just make fun of everything almost out of the gate, right? Like, right, yeah. But now when we watch like old stuff that we've never seen, like different territories, we actually look for the good stuff. Yeah, If, I if mean, it's bad, it's to, bad. To be fair, there's always the like, the funny, to me, the stuff you have to point out is why is this arena like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, right, right. Why would you do this here? Like, right. that's the kind of stuff you need to point out, but like... Or why is this match literally a chin lock and walking around? Like, yeah. of course we're going to bring that up. Right, but at, at the end of the day, like, there is always like... There can be a gem in a men's bathroom. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter the location. It's just funny to point out again why did they do wrestling here? Yeah, right. But like things like that are fun. But yeah, like I said there there can be a gem anywhere around the country in any, you know, you could have a backyard wrestling match and it could be a freaking steamboat versus savage it doesn't matter yeah you know what i mean like yeah no i totally agree so that's kind of where i'm coming from is that i've just really started to appreciate more and more all different sorts of wrestling promotions and the work that goes into it much more than being narrow-minded and looking for the work rate i've really started to appreciate it as a whole with the the whole uh character storyline and and just kind of kicking back and taking off my smart shoes you know these last few years i think we all having fun i think final fresh perspective we all need to take off our smart shoes absolutely like i think that's really the bottom line we all need to do it it's been too long i agree ever since the internet 20 years since like the internet really like in earnest took off like i'd say like 2000 ish yeah like the whole 90s was kind of developing it was was a very third world internet yeah (laughs) but but like that since like 2000 ish we need to as far as wrestling's concerned we need to chill the fuck out with that shit yeah and look if you don't like the current product don't watch it 
It's not hard. Basically, the, you just I, don't. I don't love it either. I don't like watch most it, people. Being honest, but sometimes I turn it on just to see. And you know what? I gotta say, most of the time, in little like like a little spoonful of it, yeah. I'm entertained. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I'll watch one of those weird like. It always gets me. Like I like to watch one of those weird like hour recap or something. Sure. Like, you don't or, have time like, to watch or, fucking like, raw or like main event just to be like <laughs> what what is even happening? Yeah, right. Like because it's like you hear on the internet all the other shit that's going on. Yeah. It's like what 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 is these random stupid matches? Yeah. You know. Sure. So that's that's our I guess our OVP advice is take off your smart shoes. If you don't like it, don't like it. I mean, no one's telling you to like it if you don't. Yeah. What we're saying is if you uh, want to enjoy watching wrestling, whether old or new. Just look at it from a point of view of, like, what's entertaining about this? If you don't find anything, then maybe you just don't like it, and that's okay. Right, yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. So, with that said, thank you guys for uh, joining us for Season 18, and of course, we're coming back in a minute here. You know why we're coming back, Quinn? Why? Because it is the final flush. Yeah, speaking of shitty things. <laughs> that's right, folks. In uh, just a short short here, we're going to be pulling the last two teams out of the tank. We're going to see where they rank. It is the final flush of WWF tag team champions and that is coming up right after this well it's all the years uh, I've had so many physical injuries it would take me uh, a two-hour special to give them all to you. Uh, just briefly I've been knifed, blackjacked, bottle whipped, cut, had cigars put out on me, broken all my ribs more than twice, both shoulders, both knees, uh, the list goes on and on and on. But that's something you learn to live with. Uh, we're, we're not in a team sport activity where if a guy gets hurt you call time and you put somebody in and you, you wheel him out and you go. If you get hurt in a match, you have to live with that for the rest of that match. You may have to live with it for the next 10 matches. And uh, I know I've been around this business long enough. I wrestled all the greats. Uh, I know what can take place out there. And I, I feel that I can handle almost any situation. I remember one night in the uh, Roosevelt Stadium in North Jersey when the match was over. There were 700 folding chairs in the ring. Most of them were brought in physically by people. And uh, I ended up with a very bad concussion that night and uh, never got back home till 5 in the morning. And uh, I've been in the old Madison Square Garden back in the early 1960s. I was trapped up against the wall of that building for two and a half hours outside the building. People not letting me move. Uh, people are basically sadistic. It's funny, but it's true. Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin. You're listening to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being with us here. It is the season 18 finale, episode number 180. And I am still joined by Michael Quinn. He has not run for the hills yet, although he's about to because of these royal flushes. Yeah, I, you know how I hate this list. Yeah, this, I this know. Ar- this flush <laughs> It's list, a bane of your existence an, right it's now. It's injustice. It's an injustice. But folks, I'll tell you what is a justice for you. If you want to go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast, you can support OVP like we mentioned. And again, we don't do this because we're expecting to get rich. We're not money grubbing them. We're definitely not trying to rip you off. We're not step-toe. We're not step-toe and son. Uh, all we're trying to do is give you guys a lot of extra content if you want to support us. You do get a lot of stuff. I'll run it down again real quick. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. On the $5 tier, 
which is the highest tier. $5 a month, Quinn. That's, That's all it. it is. It's a cup of coffee, as it, I say. Pretty much. I mean, honestly, if you can swing it, it's worth it because you're going to get everything that we offer. And uh, the highlight of that tier, of course, is the pay-per-view reviews. We've started with WrestleMania 1. This month coming out very soon is WrestleMania 6. And in between is everything else, including the big event. And WrestleFest 88 is a little bonus there. Wow. That's all there. That means next month is SummerSlam. We're just keeping it going here. And they're full shows. I mean, we're talking somewhat, sometimes upwards of four hours, three hours. Full reviews. The coveted OVP star ratings, Very obviously. Covet. Very covet. Yeah. Check them out. They are a fun time. Uh, WrestleMania 3 is actually available on this podcast feed for free. Yeah, scroll if you want down to sample. a little bit yeah. if you really need to <laughs> right. listen to it. Scroll down a bit. Uh, and speaking of feeds, you get your own private RSS link, so you can actually listen to these on your favorite podcast app It even you gives to. you a copy button, so you can just, like... Just yeah. to explain, yeah. like basically, you can just copy this address. If you don't know what RSS is, yeah, just copy, copy it, it. Hit the plus button on your podcast app, and then it will prompt you to enter the address. And then that's Boom. it. Paste it in. Paste it in. You're done. And it's you'll get, saved in there forever. Yep. You'll get all the Patreon stuff. Now, also on the three dollar tier, you're going to get the biweekly 1983 reviews. Quinn and I have been watching WWF Championship Wrestling in order since January of '82. Right now, we're in June of 83, so we've done about a year and a half. You get to see us as we kind of explore this wacky world of the pre-Hogan WWF, post-Bruno, pre-Hogan, right? Right. Backland there, essentially. And take the Harvard stress test. Yes, that did happen. Uh, you can get free ones of these, both on this podcast feed, the Rewinds from 82, and on our YouTube channel. You right. can see the video version. These come out in audio and video form, so you can choose which way you want to listen to it. It's a fun time. It's very casual, and Quinn has a separate canon from what we do here. Very separate, very canon. Very canon. So that's on the $3 tier. And the $2 tier has some goodies for you as well. Don't mm-hmm. you worry. For $2 a month, you get to see the raw video, the making of every single Monday episode, including the one that we're doing right now. Right. Shirt tier, as this they is, say. Yes. This is what we call the shirt tier because, Quinn, we wear shirts and we want to show them to the world. Yes. <laughs> that's um, what no it is. Sp- no spoilers no for this spoilers week. We, on the shirts. we always said no spoilers no, this week. No, not this week. And also on that $2 tier is a back archive, some of the legacy content. You get about a dozen or so Mount Rushmore and Death Valley extras. Those are a lot of fun. And the OVP commentaries, about 30-something of those, where we do a specific match from the WWE Network. Yeah, don't sleep on the $2 tier. There's yeah. a lot of stuff there. There is. It's a good starter tier yeah. if you want to. So again, that is patreon.com slash OVP podcast. I encourage you, if you have the means and if you like OVP, give it a shot for a month. See if it's worth your money. See if it's worth your time. If you don't like it, you can just cancel it. We'd really appreciate it. But one way or another, thank you guys for listening to OVP. And now, Quinn... This is the serious part here. This is the scientific part of the show. It's it's very serious. Um, people oh across the country have really been um, at bated breath, really, bated. to know what this last flush list is going to look like. Yes. This is what they want. This is what they it's want. what the people want. This is what the people want. Now, folks, I want, to, uh, I want to tell you what the Royal Flush and Royal Rankings are in case this happens to be your first episode. Before every season starts, we ask you, the fans, over on our Facebook group, to give us a list of your 10 best and 10 worst of something. And for this season, we did WWF Tag Team Champions. Our chief statistical analyst, Joe Merkel, compiles all of these votes. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what kind of technology he's using over I, there. I don't get it. it I, but, it's beyond me. But, I, yeah. I just, I just, he gives us the, the ranks here and, and I... That's it. I discuss them yep. and we uh, conduct experiments and that's what we do. And that's what we do. We don't vote. We just rank. So by the end of the season, what you're going to have is a list of the 10 best... And 10 worse. That's right. It is OVP scientifically ranked. It is organic. It is baptized. It is ordained. It is non-GMO USDA certified. 
and healthy. Best and worst WWF Tag Team Champions of all time. Now, the best list is done. Last week, amidst maybe some minor controversy, that list has been finalized. It's in the books. It's in the books. It's done. We cannot undo it. However, here's the eight teams that are on the board for the list of worst WWF Tag Team Champions of all time. At number one, much to the chagrin (sighs) of Michael Quinn, Braun Strowman and Nicholas. I think it's a false positive on that experiment. (laughs) Number two, the right to censor. Me. They, they, they're really the worst. No. Uh, number three, men on a mission who... Whatever. I don't know. What, are even, what even are they? <laughs> number four, the kid and Holly. Eh, yeah. I don't have a problem with that one. I don't much. really either. Yeah. Uh, five is Animal and Heidenreich, which, just that, sorry, it's not good. It stunk. <laughs> no, it yeah. wasn't good. Six is Shane and Miz, the, the best, best ever. The best so, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Seven... Uh, the resistance. I mean, they're not that bad. They're not that offensive. We are coming to WF yeah. or whatever <laughs> they said. That's all it is. Yeah. We're going to teach you Americans. Yeah. Uh, and then number eight, they should not even be on what this you, list. What are you talking about? They should be much higher on this list. Oh, my God. Money Incorporated. That's they do stink. I, I cannot believe they made the worst list. <laughs> Seriously. horrible, Joe. No, they're not. As is evidenced by the science. Bullshite. Uh, so that's the eight on the board. The final two are coming out. Quinn. The season is ending, so I can say it. The time for talking is through. Yep, it's turkey time. It's time for turkey. Let's <laughs> all go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal. We are coming to WWE to teach you Americans a lesson. What do you say? We make like a banana and split. Heinrich, the animal, an old-fashioned road warrior butt kicking. And we are the Fish Shane and Miz are the best tag team in the world. The Strongo Brothers, World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, William Regal and Eugene. Nicholas has a scheduling conflict. I mean, he's still in the fourth grade. It's the final flush, Quinn. And there it is. There yeah. it is. Oh, the toilets have been cranking all season long. They've been waiting for this moment. They, they, they been... can't even hold <laughs> that. I like, know. It is just getting... <laughs> okay. okay. That, that okay. It's, a, be... it's over, toilets. Let's... It's enough. So we're going to get... Okay, okay. please. So we're going to get into the uh, the final two teams here, Quinn. We've been talking all season about good and bad tag team champions. Uh, despite what you think, Nicholas and Braun Strowman are number one. We're going to see if they hold that. Such shit. And uh, despite my best efforts here, uh, Money Inc. made the list. I can't undo that. That's very There's fair. There's no way to take very them off. Very fair. Very fair. For a list that, you know, it has the most unfair and the most fair. That's not true. It, no, Money <laughs> They're good. <laughs> Money Inc. is what good. Look at the tag division after they were the champions. All right. It's a mess. All right. Well, speaking of a mess, we're going to have a lot of shit to clean up here because, yeah. Quinn, it's time to go down to the fans. They're going to count us down as we all find out which team drew number nine. I'm gonna crack somebody in the mouth Excuse so me, hard to. Domino, your car's ready. What did you say about my car? Did I tell you to touch my car, stupid, huh? Quinn, you want to make like a banana and split? Yeah. <laughs> Deuce and Domino, Deuce folks. and Domino. Now, these guys, I don't have a major problem with. I'm... They're. I mean, like, here's middling. the thing is, like, 
I they're to me they're somewhere in between the ranks and the flush. They're just nothing. <laughs> they're like, in, yeah, they're just in the abyss somewhere, yeah. right? So Deuce and Domino, folks. Uh, if you watched mid <laughs> late two thousands WWF, you know who they are. That would be a. Uh, Deuce and Domino. Yeah, <laughs> that's who they are. Deuce Snooka or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's Snooka? Yes. It's actually uh, it's actually Deuce. Now Deuce, Deuce Snooka. Deuce Snooka. <laughs> yes, yeah. who would later go on and become Sim Snooka. Uh, did you know that in OVW, where they came from, uh-huh. they had last names, and uh, it was Deuce Shade. What? <laughs> And, Excuse me. And Dice Domino. Dice Domino. Wait. Yes. So Domino's his last name? Yes. <laughs> well, what? Deuce. What? Sh- Deuce. For, first of all, Deuce. Why isn't it just Deuce and Dice? Isn't that That's a better not as bad. better name? Well, Deuce like, and Domino kind of sounds cool, though. I don't know. But anyway, do they have like a full tag team name? Like the no, they're the, just the well, bikers yeah, they or, did. or um, something. Like they were the uh, the Untouchables. What? In that's, OVW or the throwbacks, not, right? Like, why not the the greasers or something? Well, that's like, two that's, on the nose. But that's what they are, <laughs> exactly. So this is uh, straight out of Greece, literally yeah. the the film. You know, the film from the seventies, not ba- Hercules. No, not that Greece. Yeah. Uh, the film from the not Hercules. <laughs> very greasy. <laughs> not Power of Glory, Hercules. No, this is straight out of freaking Greece, man. The film from the seventies about a time in the fifties. You know, yes. so this is like three layers of retro. <laughs> uh, and they came to the WWF in two thousand seven. They had a uh, cherry with them, right? Remember cherry, yes, cherry. Cherry. Wait, she, she, she was came cute. out on roller skates. Yeah. Um, was she anything else other than Cherry? Not like really. I feel like they kept her after the team existed, but like she didn't do anything. She, yeah, I think like, I think you're right actually. Yeah. But she wasn't there long. Uh, she had been known as Cherry Pie for the record before WWF, but I guess they got rid of the pie. I I you prefer Cherry pie. Bomb, the other Cherry. Yeah, Cherry Bomb. There you yeah. go. Uh, Seduce and Domino Greasers. Why the hell not? I don't yeah. know. It's a gimmick. Yes, you got to give them credit. At least they so, gave them. A, at least there was a gimmick. This is very honky tonk, man. It very is. Like, is yes. Are they time travelers? Right. Question going. Do they on? just really like this style? Right. That's yeah. kind of what I always got from it. Is they just had an appreciation for the fifties. I mean, it literally was honky tonk man redux because they had like pink Cadillac and all that yep. shit. And Cherry was uh, Peggy Sue. Ba- basically, it's yeah. the same it's like, shit. It's just a tag team. If there was two honky tonk man, yeah. like it's the soda fountain era. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't have. A, uh, I don't really have a problem with that as a gimmick because yeah. it's not that they're supposed to be from the fifties. They just like it. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, why don't they do the forties? But then I was like, oh wait, Lacey Evans. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they just do the twenties and have a flapper with them while I'm, we're out I'm of here? Sure John Cena almost did it that time. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I do remember he did. Uh, so anyway, they come in in two thousand seven and they. Win the tag titles in April from uh, Kendrick and London. I like that team. I like Kendrick and London too. It's Brian very, Kendrick, Paul like, London. They're like the new rockers, but good new rockers. They were good though. Yeah. Uh, Spanky and Paul London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember, there you when, go. remember, remember when, Paul London in general? How he was <laughs> yes, like was this say. guy was going to be like the greatest shit ever. Like he the Velocity was, Champion, <laughs> Velocity Hero. Listen, he was good. If you watch Velocity in like 2003, 2004. He's all over it. That man. show is incredible because it's like literally main evented by singles Paul London yep. for the whole year. Yeah. He's like the best shit ever. He was good. Yeah. No joke, folks. Uh, but anyway, so they win the titles from uh, Brian Kendrick and Paul London, who had had them. This is April of 2017 when Deuce and Domino win. Brian Kendrick and Paul London had, London had been the champions in May of 06. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 
Almost I mean, a year. That's a long time for this period deserving. of time. I mean, no, they, they're great. They, it was a good tag They game. really were. So Deuce and Domino win them in Milan. I think that's probably the same Is that the Santino tour? incident? Yeah. <laughs> same tour where Santino well, debuted. The, there you go. It brought us two great things. There Deuce you go. and Domino t- <laughs> tag titles and Santino. <laughs> and they held them for uh, only four months. They lost hmm. them to the all-star team of Matt Hardy and MVP. Remember what, that? Because that, I don't. That's a, what? <laughs> Matt Hardy and MVP? Yes. <laughs> that's that, not what you think of when you think of Matt Hardy and no, tag know, team champion. I know. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, Matt Wasn't Hardy and MVP. 2.0 Matt Hardy? Like the one with no. the, remember he had that like goon with him? No, he was back to like regular Matt Hardy. Oh, you know uh, what I mean? I'm just extreme again or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He wasn't version 2 or whatever. That was a little earlier. I like version 2. Yeah, I like version 2. <laughs> with the like 10 <laughs> FPS <laughs> yes. video thing. So in um, 2008, they replaced Cherry with Maurice, but they are not the champions anymore. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, Ma- you don't remember that? Maurice was with them? Yes, some people call me Maurice. Yes, she was with them in 2008. <laughs> how is it? Can someone explain to me how that's how that's pronounced? Because I always say Maurice. Maurice. Maurice? Do Maurice. you put the mer in front of it? Is that how I remember it? Well, it's not like a hard mer, but it's it's Maurice. <laughs> some Maurice. Call, because Maurice is like... Maurice is a, 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 that's a like, man's name. That's the guy from Goodfellas or whatever, right? No, that's Maury. Maury. Well, I guess his full name is Maurice, or is it Morris? I think his wife calls him Maurice. She probably does. Yeah. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> so anyway, with the pompous love here, yes, they replace uh, Cherry with Maurice, and then very soon after, in June of 2008, they uh, get into a fight, and then uh, Sim Snooka happens, and then it's really He's poor. in the legacy or whatever. Yeah, it's just awful. Remember that? With Manu? Yeah, I remember Manu. And that's kind of it for them as a team. So... Again, when we get into these teams that they just have these middling runs, like a four-month run, it, we're going to see where they rank, but this? it's like not it's, anything. It's more kind of like, it gives us a chance to reminisce about this weird time period of, like, we're trying something with the... T- like, to be fair, yeah. like they were trying to, like, revitalize the tag division, Yes, but it was like... It's just like they were just experimenting, basically. Like, what if we try, like, a really gimmicky tag team? Yeah, like, you know they what tried I mean? it. Yeah, they it, did, the, it didn't really work, and no. they, they're like, okay, whatever, and yes, let's move on. Was. And eventually, they just reverted to, like, Kane and somebody. Or, yeah, you know I know, I mean? like with show and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. But, yeah, for a period of time, they had a, a little bit of a thriving division there, honestly. Uh, again, not much to say. Mm-hmm. It, it was short. It wasn't that offensive. It sure existed. Yeah, it did. And they weren't, look, let's be honest, they weren't that great wrestlers, either of them. No, I They mean, really weren't. Honestly, what, to me, I saw this as is, like... Oh, that's nice. They're going to try to like um, push like young people because yeah. they were like these guys were pretty young. Let's yeah. Put it, oh yeah, you know what I mean. It was this to me was like if we put the belts on them now, maybe in the future they'll be reputable. You know. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. And sometimes you try things that doesn't work out, like yep. uh, Braun Strowman and Nicholas, what? obviously. Sometimes I mean, I'm trying it really young. Sometimes you <laughs> try things and it does work out, like Money Incorporated. What and what? No, that was horrible. It was not. So anyway, let's uh, let's. That's it. Deuce and Domino. Deuce, by the way. Deuce. Getting, getting Deuce. Deuce. Speaking mm-hmm. of Deuce. <laughs> Drop the Deuce. I mean, he's he's very apropos for the yeah. Royal Flush. Exactly. For a list that says Flush on the top of it and Deuce is one of the people in it. I mean. Hey, sometimes uh, these things write themselves, folks. But let's go down now to the fans yet again. Let's find out. Okay, this is it. This is the last one. Do you hear me, folks? After this, there's no more. That's it. That's it. There's no more entrance. This yeah. is the flat. So this is like number thirty, basically. This is, yeah, essentially. So turn your radios up right now, yeah. <laughs> real loud, because we are going to go down to the fans, and they are going to count down the final entry here in the worst WWF tag team champions. 
Okay. Well, they they are they the are Spirit Squad. The Spirit Squad. So there's five guys. So wait, how does this? This is like Freebird <laughs> rule on acid. <laughs> like, it's like what psychedelic Freebird rule yeah. here? The Spirit Squad. Now this I can see making it because this gimmick really annoyed people. Uh, which is funny. What even because like, it's supposed to. But I'm saying, like, honestly, what is the concept of this? It's they're male cheerleaders. I'm just saying that, like, that's this, all it is. I think it wasn't. Listen, I get it that they're heels and stuff, but I feel that's like what it is. I feel like this is one of those where a lot of it was also just like, why? Like, people were just well, like, what even? Like, well, the, the, it didn't fit even like then. It's like what very they were, bizarre, right? Yeah, what they were doing. Like, all right. Well, first of all, we got to get their names. It's Johnny, Kenny, Mikey, Mitch, and, and <laughs> Nikki. I love that it's all like Johnny, Kenny, Mikey, Nikki. Yeah. Mitch. Yeah. You think that's on purpose? Was he like the fatter one or no, something? I don't like, know. I, that's what. No. They all look the same. Like, that was the other thing. This one of them was blonde, Kenny, because he became something. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny became something. Yeah. Kenny Dykstra, and do not get me started again on the fucking Kenny Dykstra name, okay? <laughs> it's my... <laughs> now, was he... Is he the guy that's also now back in NXT? Like, you know yeah, We talking? briefly talked about yeah. that. Yeah, but let's... Can we please yeah. also talk about the fact that Nikki, Nikki. is Dolph Ziggler? Oh, true. <laughs> let's not forget that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay? I, wow. This, this I, is the that, stable that brought us Dolph Ziggler. What a hero <laughs> yeah, to wrestling. Ugh. Remember when he was good, but then, like, the last eight years, he's been, like the same thing and now he's not he's just kind of like what to say irritating at this yeah. like, he's like, it's like enough it's kind of like when like duggan was in wf but too long yeah like near the end where you're just yes. like yeah you were okay at some point <laughs> yeah. but like just okay yeah like, you know what i mean it wasn't like the best thing ever he had a good run but anyway spirit squad uh i think got their footing uh in ovw most people did during that period of time the mid-2000s that mm-hmm. we're talking about and they made their debut this is so dumb uh which is again it's supposed to be Remember when Vince McMahon was feuding with Shawn Michaels for his reasons? Oh, in yeah. Like 06? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yes. like, whatever that was. Yeah. Just because. that was, Wasn't that the thing that led to the, the yes. match? Yeah, that, yes. you know, I don't even want to say. Like, just that whole thing. Yes, that, like, yes. WrestleMania. It's horrible. So, so um, Vince McMahon brought the Spirit Quad in to perform cheers that like made fun of Shawn Michaels. What? Just to be annoying. It's so irritating. I mean, but that is, let's be they, they honest. They just happen to be wrestlers, though. Yeah, of course. As, as always is with the WWE. <laughs> now, let's be, let's be fair here. Let's take off our smart shoes. No smart shoes. Is the point of it to annoy you? Yes. So it succeeded. It did, and there's no way around well, that. Okay, here's, the, here's where it went off the rails. Go here. ahead. I feel like this went on too long. Like, at first it was like, oh, that's kind of funny or whatever, Novel. right? Yeah, that's novel, interesting. Sometimes I like when WWF does weird shit, right? Right. Because like, it's just funny, right? Yes. But then this, like, this was like like eight months, something. Like, it was like, yeah, give it was take. like almost a whole year of this. It's like and, almost, a, almost all of those. And they were on a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. they were like just everywhere. So people got annoyed with them. Yeah, you know it was what just I mean? like, okay. Like, we, yeah. get, we, we get it. They, they, they're annoying. Yeah. Can we, like, move on Can to a different storyline? Right. I, I, just enough of this one. So here's how it all went down with their tag title yeah. run, right? So uh, the April 3rd, 2006 Raw, that'd be the night after WrestleMania, I'd imagine, offhand, they defeated, it was Kenny and Mikey, by the way, right. Kenny Dykstra, they defeated the all-star team, <laughs> why were they the tag champions, of Kane and Big Show. Of course. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> 
Why? Yeah, of course. Why? Also, again, the unfair teams. Like, yes. it's like, oh, what, let's just put the biggest fucking guys <laughs> right. we got on one team. So, so fucking lame. I, I hate that shit. I don't like Why? It. That stuff should be voted in more in the flush. I know. Me. And you know who Kane and Big Show had beaten for it a few months earlier? I'm sure, like, Jericho and somebody, no, right? Like, a good team. Kate and Murdoch. Oh, they, they were good. They're okay. All right, anyway. So on the yes, on the Raw after WrestleMania, the Spirit Squad wins. That kicks off the Reign of Terror, which lasts all the way until November it's of 06. It's so long. Yes. Like, I remember this being, for, it felt like there wasn't a tag title right. anymore. It was just like this glob of idiots. Like, and <laughs> Now, this was at Cyber Sunday when they lost him in November. And I don't know if was you there, remember Was there this. a weird stipulation that the fans voted on? Well, they voted uh, their opponents. Any of okay. their opponents were that beat them for the titles. You'll remember it once I say it. Oh, God, who? Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah! The Piper pregnant era. <laughs> As lo- you you I, coined that. I like that. I like that the fans voted for that yeah. one. <laughs> Allegedly, like, anyway. Just, it says a lot about how much people hated the Spirit Squad when they're like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Let's just get the oldest people we can find to beat the shit out of them. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like it's almost like it's like I said. It says a lot when people who normally are like, we don't want the old people. It's like, no, we want we want we want them. We we we, want to see them. We want to see old ass Ric Flair beat the shit out of these annoying assholes. And they did. Yeah, and they did. Now, uh, for the record, Flair and Piper only held the belts for eight days, and they lost them to a very good team. An all-star team, mm-hmm. but a good one. Rated RKO. No, right. that was a fun team. They clearly, like, that's obvious that it was a transition yes. to get the, Yes, to get them like, the help. Give it to the old, old yes. people just so that they can, like, hold them for a week. <laughs> now, if you recall... Give them away. Th- give them away. If you recall this too, Quinn, the uh, Spirit Squad left very shortly after because yes. DX put them in the crate. <laughs> right, so DX shipped them back to OVW yeah. so that they could, you know, become Dolph Ziggler and, and Kenny Dykstra and, and, and get, rid of, three, get rid yeah. of the excess. Yeah, like, get rid of the other crap there. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I didn't like it, but again, they were. He- I was watching in 06. I didn't like it, but I wasn't supposed to like it, but that still doesn't make it good. I got to actually it's question going for on you here. since we'll probably never talk about the Spirit Squad good. ever again. Um, it's fine with me. What did you, because there was a, a lot of people that, I remember this, that people were like upset that like Triple H was burying them by oh, literally putting them in a crate and good. sending them back to OVW. Well, who cares? That's like, what I think. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny at the time. They, you know what? To be honest with you, burying that might have been the best thing that could have happened to them. Like, and I, I'm not saying this like facetiously because literally those guys it felt like they were brought there as like just hands to fill out this like big faction probably that and and also they really did need to go back to developmental in reality to go like become real characters that's the thing right and and that was just a convenient way to get rid of all of them at once right yeah um and it might have been, in a lot of ways, a big screen audition or a big big stage audition, meaning let's take a look at all five of these guys and see who they we really think. They clearly picked two that they liked. Yeah, and one of them really sucked ass, which yeah. was Kenny. Uh, I just hate his name. Maybe yeah. he's a fine wrestler. He's, I don't he, remember. He's okay in the ring. It yeah. wasn't that he was a really good athlete. Was he? I really don't yeah. remember. I swear he exists or something. He came back like once in like 12. We've done this. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even care. We'll just look it up. I just need to know. It's fine. Like, I'll be over here. So, uh, while Quinn's looking this up, I'll just garth it up over here. Yeah. I like to play. Spirit Squad, folks, if you remember them, how could you forget them? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You can't predict baseball, Susan. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's like now in the Indies or something. Yes. I he's don't not know old. What, yeah. None of them are old. They're like our age. He's 34. 
See, they're He's literally my age. Yeah, I think Dolph Ziggler is, too. In fact, he just turned 34 in March. He's born the same year as me. <laughs> See, there you go. As me. Oh, Ziggler's old. Ziggler's yeah. actually going to be 40. I know I thought Ziggler's he was younger. Old, but I know Ziggler's old. That's the thing. I know Ziggler's old. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He's, he wants to be like a stand-up comedian or something. I'm not kidding. Well, his Twitter, I know. I've seen His him. Twitter, he is self-described as a stand-up comedian and part-time wrestler. I'm not joking. Better, that's a good gig yeah. if you can pull that off. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Well, Mick Foley's like part-time wrestler, part-time Santa Claus. Yeah. Part-time wrestler is like a joke, though. Yeah, Because he's a full-time wrestler. I know, Quinn. A, you know what I mean. <laughs> Whatever. So that's a spirit squad. That's an era. We Really, we really brought it home to the uh, ruthless aggression era here, right? Is that People what... really didn't <laughs> like that era, did No, they? I didn't like that era, I to know. be honest. It had its moments, but it... You know. It's not as good as the WWE was trying to make it out to Just be with that side, special. Literally the best part of the entire Ruthless Aggression era, and I'm not kidding, yeah. was ECW One Night Stand. I'm not joking. Yeah, and that's like, because, It's like the best pay-per-view they ever did in that whole time. And that's because Vince had very little input on that it one was other great. than okaying yeah. it. You know? yeah, it was funny because you got to see the WF guys fight yeah. like the ECW guys and just get whooped. It was a great pay-per-view. <laughs> like, yeah. Back to the flush here. That's the two teams, straight out of 06 and 07, mm-hmm. and it's time to rank. I'm going to run them down again here. At number one, which I'm very happy about, is Braun Strowman and Nicholas. All right, number Horrible. one. Number two, right to censor, which has the, the, the true worst. The great Bull Buchanan on there. What? Number three, men on a mission for the kid and Bob Holly. <laughs> Five, Heidenreich and Animal, the butt kicking team or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're very butt. Animal never said ass, did he? It was always butt till the He's very end. He's from a different time, Joe. <laughs> butt was bad back then. <laughs> bad, to, bad to the butt. Yeah, you know? Well, it's very fitting for the flush here. Fits in with the deuce. Yeah. Uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz, fine with that where they are. Seven, La Resistance, you Americans. And number eight, still upset that they made the list for the record i am not okay with it why they should be higher they should be off the list Mm -hmm. what that is the uh the eight teams on there all right quinn where are we starting the deuce and the domino let's start at the bottom because i feel like they're basically hooked to la resistance no same general feel where it's a middling mid-card team there's really nothing else to say Really, it's it's almost like were they better or worse than La Resistance, and that's where they are. I honestly think that La Resistance is probably better. I do too, because honestly, La Resistance. The one thing that you can say about them is that they were very long term, and I still love that there's like two versions of them. I find that to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the Rob like, Conway version, yeah, like, <laughs> the I, con like, man, almost like something like the Midnight Express or something. Demolition. That there's like two versions, yeah, yeah. or like a demolition yeah. and something like that. Yeah, I just think that. Deuce and Domino weren't a bad team per se, right? They yeah. weren't bad. They just it, like didn't work out. It just and, wasn't anything. And, and WF yeah. knew, and they just kind of like, okay, moving on. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't that bad. But I want to keep them below Shane and the Miz, because at least they were a real tag. Shane and the Miz, it was fun, but it was strictly an angle. It was an angle. An angle. That's it was all it was. All it was. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's an easy one, in all I, seriousness. I hate to say it, but yeah, I know people like when we have to debate, but sometimes it's just like... Sometimes it's easy. You just know. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's right. like they're... Plus, also, you know what? The, the beauty of this is that Deuce is on the flush. Yes, that is true. Yeah, Deuce so did make the flush. It doesn't really matter where they land in this <laughs> case because the Deuce is in the flush. The Deuce is in the flush. All right, so that brings us to the Spirit Squad. Right. Um, hmm. They're tough, too, because they're they're good wrestlers, those guys. Yeah. But that doesn't... I think they have a long run. Here's the thing. Is yeah. I think they're worse than Money, Inc. They're worse Thank than you. Law Resistance. Law Resistance, yes. Res- Law Resistance. They're definitely worse than Deuce and Domino, right? I you mean, think? I don't know. That's where I wanted to hmm. discuss. Different, I... different thing. 
Different I mean, thing going on. Here's the here's the problem with um La Resistance. They overstayed their welcome. It's one of those things that went on far too long. And and to me, that's always like the kiss of death with wrestling. That's when people are like, This shit sucks. Like La I don't Resistance you said you mean Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad. Okay. Spirit Squad. Like yeah. that's to me, always overstaying your welcome is kind of like a cardinal even all wrestlers will say, like, once you overstay, like no everyone hates you. And Deuce and Domino, on the other hand, barely even had a welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? to be honest with you, I remember thinking, oh, this is kind of nice for a change, a real gimmicky tag team. I was like, okay with that. So was I. In fact, I'm like a little at odds that they're even on the list, but whatever. Deuce and Domino? Yeah, just because it's just like, I didn't really have any issue with that. Like, you know what I mean? They weren't there long enough to bother me. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is funny, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, look, she's on the roller skates. Like, right. they, have, they have a pink Cadillac. Right. Like, it's, it's funny. But Quinn, they didn't have any good matches, see? And that's what yeah. matters. That's the only thing that matters in wrestling is matches. But their music was all Good jolly. matches. Remember? Nope. Good matches. You have to have good matches. It doesn't matter. I know. So Deuce and Domino, you think are... Yeah, I think... I personally like them more than the Spirit Squad. Deuce I do. And Domino. I do. I do. Like, I, I can't without... I have to say it. Like, they are... They're not that bad. They're really okay. So, and then the Spirit Squad, though, they did have a long run. They Again, like, overstay your welcome is, is kiss of death. Here's the thing. They started as an angle, too. But they turn that into a team. Shane and The Miz, purely an angle. Are they better than Shane and Miz by proxy, by default, or I mean, what? worse? No, are they better than Shane and Miz? They're the not. Spirit Squad? They're not. They're not? Because... They're yeah. worse than Shane and Miz? Because the angle wasn't anything. They were just annoying. Like, what? That's not a, that's not a story. It didn't... Right? Like, what... Okay. They, they okay. literally were just like right. goons for like McMahon and like all that shit. And then they won the tag titles and had five of them and had a free bird. They were kind of like this weird, like they're like this peppy, out of place version of like Ken Shamrock and Big Boss Man, just goons what? for like the corporation or you know, like. I, by the way, here's a, here's. A, I'm just qu- imagining Ken Shamrock and Boss Man as male cheerleaders they're, now. They're just here's the, here's the thing. It's like. It, whether we want to admit it, or right, right, not, Kenny. Yeah, whether we want to admit it or not, the corporation essentially existed like the entire like. No, come on. Like, I mean, that's what this was, right? I mean, it was just another like authority corporation. Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, in the broadest sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like just another like. Oh, they're annoying people again, right? And I Spirit guess. Squad was just one of these. Like, this is really one of the more bizarre like manifestations of that like true 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 <laughs> and it was just out of place and strange and i don't know why they did it and okay so you're saying that to make shane and miz better is because at least shane and miz yes it was an angle but it also led to a blow off and that and was that feud, okay, fine and, yeah it's fine animal and heidenreich hmm. this is tough because this is where it's like okay like, <laughs> animal right there's some real shit it, like, it is poor but it was the tribute to hawk yeah, you know, mm. let's be honest. Wow, the Spirit Squad's really got a maybe they got a chance here at being number six, maybe even number one. If we keep no, going here. what I, the number one? It's possible. Sid, they're not ranked yet. Adam and Heinrich stunk no, though. They, 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 did, they did. They sucked butt. <laughs> yeah, but so did Spirit Squad. They're they, good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they're wrestlers. not good though. Good wrestlers. Because you know what? The, you know what the primary problem with with them is. What? Is that not one of them has a character at all? They're this glob of guys in green shirts. Like, yeah, I don't know who's like, who. I, I really... Except for Kenny. 
offhand. I had to look up who we Dolph Ziggler know, was. But here's the thing: is you're saying that, but we only know that in After retrospect. At the time, they were just like, "Who are these people? Like, who the who, fuck is Mitch? Like, they, they what's your favorite Mitch interview? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of them, like, was Mitch the one that looked like the fat guy from Main Street Posse? I don't know. Why do you want him to keep being fat? Why is Mitch the fat one? There's in your just mind? one with like a fat face. Like, it's not. He's not even fully fat. Wait, which one's the fat guy for the Pete Gas? Yeah, there's like a guy that looks Pete Gas esque. I like Pete Gas. Weren't were well, they tag champions? Yeah, well, How are they not they? on here? Where's the Mean Street Posse on here? Like they're likable. Yeah, like they're not even wrestlers. They yeah, weren't. They were like literally Shane McMahon's yes. friends from his neighborhood. Yes, like, it's real. It's it almost like felt like the childhood dream come true. Like if Shane was like in the neighborhood in like the early '80s wrestling with his friends. Yes, and he and he goes, "My dad owns WF. If we ever make it to the top, yeah. I'm bringing you along." Yeah. Right? Like it's like <laughs> that's what it felt like. You're coming along. You're Pete. coming along with me, Pete Gas. Yeah. Uh, but that said, Animal and Heidenreich versus the Spirit Squad, Quinn. Yeah. I mean, let's let's. What do we got here? Let's be fair. The tribute to Hawk versus male cheerleaders. Male cheerleaders is worse. It is. I'm sorry. Okay. What about Kid and Holly? Because now we're getting... That's not even that bad! No, no, no. Now we're getting into silly territory where we have (laughs) Kid and Holly with a one-day reign. Yeah, okay. Men in a mission with a two-day. RTC just... They don't belong that high up! Fucking annoying. Horrible. Horrible. No, horrible that they're that high. What? They're terrible. And horrible that Money, Inc. is even on this freaking list. What the, you're so wrong. I'm not wrong. But anyway, I'm... Okay, we can settle here. I think they Do, drop at uh, number five. Yeah, not Deuce and Domino. Who is this again? Spir- Spirit, Spirit, Spirit exactly. Squad at number five. Okay. I think that's They're fair. firmly in the middle. Firmly in the middle. They weren't good. All right. So I guess it's time to finalize. This is it. Oh, there you go. At number one, Braun Strowman and Nick... Was what? that the doorbell? What was that? Uh, I was... Uh, hang on. I'll... Turn the music off here. I'll get it. Okay, sorry about that interruption. There was somebody at the door. No big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what, Quint? This is very funny, and I'm very happy about this. It's a this. coincidence that that doorbell rang yes. when we realized this, right? Yes. There was actually a mistake with the voting. Can you I, believe there this? There must have been a mistake. No, there was. Money I, Inc. didn't make it. Yeah. We double-checked it. You know, it. honestly, I always thought that they were, like, one of the greatest teams. I was surprised they didn't make it to the right. top I know. Of, you of really the rankings. Them. I, I, I was a huge fan. No, I know. You know, I'm very happy for you, too, because you're, since you're such a big fan of them, yeah. we finally, we don't have to deal with them being on this list anymore. I'm it, so it glad. Was, it was just wrong. It was and, wrong, And right? I always knew it. And oh, I, I know. And you know how I always said it on this show. Like, You've been a big supporter of Money Inc. Every episode Absolutely. I've been like, this is bullshit. You love like, IRS, yeah, right? I, I love IRS, like, especially IRS DiBiase. Is the best. Yes, absolutely. Especially DBS. They're just one of the best teams. They ever, should be on the best list, really. They should be above demolition. They really should. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, and you can't even put a price on but that. But we can't They're, do that now. No, no, but that, we can. We can draft in now because... Since it was wrong, right. obviously. It's, it's only fair. Okay. So that means we need a new number 10. We have to go down to the fans again. Yeah, this is uh, great. But, okay, here we go. Bonus content for you. All right, let's find out. You, you love so good to me. Billy and Chuck. Oh, Billy wow. and Chuck. This list just took a whole new turn, Quinn. Oh, it, it took a turn, all right. Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo. Now, remember Chuck Palumbo, first of all? Yeah, me- like- remember him? Like, remember WCW thought he was going to be, like, the best shit to ever happen? <laughs> like, look at his muscles. And his hair is so stringy. Now, that... Now, that's nothing against his, his hair or his muscles, but... Yeah, so this is... Um, 
they're mainly remembered more for their angle than they are as being right. tag champions, so, let's be honest. And, uh, so you know. apparently, like, I think what the angle was, if I recall how it ended, at right. least, is that Chuck was really gay, but Billy wasn't. He was just stupid or something. I don't and remember. He, he thought that this was like a publicity stunt or something. I I honestly don't remember because I wasn't watching I that much in like, early 02. I just remember at the end of it, one of them wasn't. And yeah, that, no, it that didn't was like work the out. reveal. Yeah, but as far as tag champs, they had the belts twice. They uh, they won them from Spike Dudley and Taz in <laughs> what of that super team? Fe- February of two thousand two. That seems like a way too late for Taz to be wrestling. <laughs> by the way, and then they lost them. What the fuck is this team? Rikishi and Rico. <laughs> Why in May of o two? I think I remember that. I, think, I like, don't. I think I remember Rico being like <laughs> friends with Rikishi somehow. And then they uh, they lost them, or Rico and Rikishi lost them to Billy and Chuck again, June mm-hmm. of 02. And then Edge and Hulk Hogan beat them a month later. Well, that was probably for the better. That was, uh, for, the, that was, that was the, for the kids. Because that was the end of the, the Billy and Chuck angle was yeah. over by that point. Now, because we're running short on time here, you know, we have Lord Alfred hovering over us trying yeah, to get us like, to the hey, next you gotta segment. Get, you gotta yeah. get this in here. Let's just see where they rank real quick. Okay. So, whew, we have a vacant spot. I'd say that they are... They're they're in the same vein as like a La Resistance, a Deuce and Domino type, where they're like yeah. a middling team. They weren't great. You know, honestly, though, I think they're worse than I think they're worse than Shane and Miz. Like that, I think that like really? they're firmly right there. I don't think they're worse than Animal and Heinrich, though, because I I think definitely Deuce and Domino Law Resistance are better than them. And I think Shane and Miz again, it's just like an angle. So I'm like, I'm not that offended by it. I can't put them better than I mean, a uh, worse than Shane and Miz. I think they have to be right below them, a little bit better. I think Billy and Chuck had like a at least somewhat of a cohesiveness. And I yeah, think but that, that, they had, that, that angle was very cringe and not okay. Well, like, angle I, notwithstanding, though, I'm just saying, they're, we're talking about their run as tag champions. Mm-hmm. It, mm. It's not that bad. Okay, I'll go with you on this. Put I them mean, right below Shane and Miz. Fine. A little I better. Like Shane and Miz are oddly gatekeepers, and I don't know why. Like, well, I don't they, know about they, that. They, like, but... turned into... Like... <laughs> yeah, but not a, not a good gate to be keeping. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Billy and Chuck and I'm right. All right, so we can run it down. We are done for the season. Yep. That's it. We have pulled it off, folks. The final This flush. is truly it. Um, this is this actually was always it. the list. Um, I don't remember there ever being another team on this. I'm so glad there was a mistake with the rankings, yeah. and you know, because... yeah. Money Inc. I mean, we're such big, fans, just, especially you. I just don't even think it sh- it ever happened. I don't even remember a time when. Uh, money what are you even talking about? Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's uh, count it down here, folks. This is it. Let's rank them at number one. Thankfully, is still Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Number two, the right to censor. Three men on a mission. Four Kid and Holly. Five is the Spirit Squad. Six Animal and Heidenreich. Seven Shane and Miz. Eight the newcomers Billy and Chuck. Nine, Deuce and Domino. And ten is La Resistance. Pulling up number ten, La Resistance. Good for mm. them, actually. And Quinn, I'm happy with this list. Are you? I'm very happy with... Well, no, I'm not. But, oh, because uh, of Braun. Yeah, I'm I sorry about I, that. Nothing has changed my mind on that. Excuse me. Well, anyway, thank you guys for being with us this season. Obviously, we're coming right back in a second here for our last review of the season. And for next season, check out the Royal Rankings and Royal Flush of... Promo guys, talkers, people that talk. Mm-hmm, the that, talkies. The talkies. That'll be a lot of fun. And when we come back, Quinn, it's a very weird Coliseum video. I, we'll just I, have I, to get what to it. What did I even watch? <sighs> Coming up right after this. Hello, wrestling fans. It's me, Sharon. Apparently, those two royal flesh fuckheads forgot that I keep a surveillance recording the entire show. When that doorbell rang, some serious shit went down. Here. 
Have a listen for yourself. Yeah, what do you want? Oh. Hey, Joe. Yes, uh, Mr. DiBiase. Oh, shit, Quinn. What is going on? Come over here. Okay. God, this isn't good. I understand that Money, Inc. was voted as one of the worst tag team champions. Well, we didn't know. Well, we didn't vote. Okay, we just our fans voted. Yeah, the fans voted. We, but I've done my very best to keep you guys at the bottom of the list, Mr. DiBiase. I'm, Mr. I'm not, DiBiase, sorry. <laughs> don't call him that. Yeah. Uh, I, l- listen, I've been trying to just make sure that you guys stay at the very bottom. I've made it clear every single week that you guys do not deserve to be on this list, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry about this. Hmm. Well, let's see what we can do to change that. Oh no, I can't put Sir, that away. No, I, we can't. We can't accept I that. Can't. I mean, this is science. We're going to lose our license. Yeah, I'm not doing uh, yeah, that. I, hey, we have integrity. We have reputations to uphold here. Here. Oh no. Oh, I, I, thank I, you, thank you, uh, sir. But I, I, we can't do this. We, we can't. What are the people going to think? I don't know. Will they ever know? Right here. Oh no, not more. You know what to do? No. Uh, All right. Well, let's see what we can do. Because everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Again, thank you for being with us here on episode number 180. Thank you for being with us this season. It is winding down, and one of the things I like to do, Quinn, and you know this, I is know. at the end of the season, shout out all the extra friends of the show and things like that, some thank yous to people. Extra, extra, read all about these podcasts. That's right. So read. We, we read. Uh, we always plug, of course, our friend Petey Winston, greetings from Allentown. It's a good show. You should check it out. It's mm-hmm. just him, does yeah. it by himself, and he talks about wrestling, but mainly not wrestling. Right. It's usually other things. And of course, the New Day podcast. Yes, I mean, the New, New great, Day podcast. Amazing. Big friend of the comers, show. Yeah. Yep, of course, our Southern Fried brethren, that's right, booking the territory, Mike Mills and company, they are cruising along, man. They're doing a good job doing what they do, which mm-hmm. is the best of the Southern Fried stuff. You know, the grits, the gravy, all that, yeah, you know, that, barbecue. It's tasty. Coleslaw. I like coleslaw. So check out Booking the Territory. Check out Greetings from Allentown. We have some other friends of the show that have some shows. Michael Prue, our good friend, mm-hmm. Mike Prue. He does the Bottom Line cast, which kind of chronicles the career in a certain way of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cold Stone. Cold Stone Big fan himself. Of that wrestler. Yes, a good wrestler, Cold Stone. Mm-hmm. And the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast, which I made a very rare solo guest appearance on uh-huh. recently. I listened to that, folks. And actually, you guys, we didn't talk about it on this show. No, we but didn't. If you haven't heard it. It's, I actually really like that interview. You Nice yeah. interview with Steve nice over there on interview, PPW. Joe and Steve, and they it was a good time. It was a good time. I had fun doing that. So those are some friends of the show. Also want to thank uh, some of the people that help us behind the scenes. Joe Merkel, we shout him out every week. But Joe, thank you for all you do with the Royal Rankings and the Royal Flush. It really did take uh, a load off of me having to deal with yeah, that. Thank In all you, seriousness. Thank you so much because it really does make it, it, it the show better. Easier. Yes. And Richard Land, we'd be remiss if we didn't mm-hmm. uh, shout out Richard, our Lord Alfred who not only uh, provides us with a lot of the videos that we review, not all of them, but a lot of them, also helps out with Twitter, pulling clips and things like that. A he big, also gives he g- gives us ideas for reviews a lot of times. He time does, too. yeah. He'll pick out something really bad. So a big <laughs> thank you to uh, Richard Land, our Lord Alfred, for all that he does. And thank you guys, everyone that's listening right now, if you uh, have been with us a long time or just for a little bit, we hope you enjoy OVP. And if you're a patron, thank you for that as well. 
We really love doing this, and we're, we do. We hope that we get to provide you guys with a little bit of an escape, a little bit of fun every single week. Uh, we will be taking our what's become our custom uh, break now next week. We don't actually know as of press time what we're going to be doing next week. Yeah, we but, say break, but it's not really a break. Like, it means that like there's some like it's a, a different season, yeah. a different type of not numbered episode. It's a non-numbered episode. It'll be something. There will be something on your podcast app next Monday. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. There will be. We just don't know what it is yet. And then on the 22nd, we will return for episode number 181. We'll have a new opening segment. We will have the Royal Rankings and Royal Flush of Talkers. That'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll be reviewing stuff. And speaking of reviewing, Quinn, we're doing that yet again for the finale here. Here we go. It's the finale, <sighs> so that okay. means it's something stupid. This is... <laughs> <Like>, always. <laughs> now, this is... Okay, this is absolutely stupid. There's yeah. no way around it. So, what this is is a video that was released on Coliseum Video in the summer of 1993 called WWF Superstars, the music video. Excuse me? Now, this is based on a CD, an album that came out, called WrestleMania, the album. This came out in 1993. Yeah, what? (laughs) And was recorded in 1992. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you have it. Maybe you like it. Maybe you hate it. This is not to be confused with the wrestling album or or Pile Pile Driver Driver or any of that stuff. Or even WF, the music volume 1 through 100 or whatever it is. This was was actually produced in England, and the wrestlers uh, did uh, some work on it here in the winter of 1992. Was it like Phil Collins involved or something? So, okay. How do we how do I put this here? A couple of people that well, one person that I know you've all heard of was involved as the executive producer of this. Elton John. His name is Simon Cowell. What? The American <laughs> Idol man? Yes. He was the executive producer. Why did he do this? This seems like beneath him. Well, they were trying to make some hits here over in England oh, mainly. Uh, and uh, not, not judging by this tape. Two guys, Quinn, of a trio of songwriters and producers, Stock, Aitken, and Waterman were involved here. Stock and Waterman were involved. Now, who the hell are they? Stock is quite the appropriate (laughs) name for somebody providing this kind of music. Well, I'm going to give you a little background on these guys. These were a trio of people that produced and and did instrumentation and wrote songs, and then singers would sing them, and they became hits, some of them. Their first big hit, and you know this song, a lot of people do, You Spin Me Around. You oh, spin me right around. But that, the new wave hit from the mid-80s. Mid-80s, yep. 85. That was them. Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. The Rick Roll song. Wait, what? Was written and the, produced by them. The Rick Roll song people yes. are involved with this. That should be a big, <laughs> a big red flag right there. And they also had a lot of songs for Kylie Minogue, who was not a big hit in the U.S., but like in Australia oh and in Kylie England. Kylie Minogue is enormous internationally. She's yes. like... Celine Dion yeah. levels, like or Madonna, like, Madonna, like she's like ridiculous, right? Yep. So these guys, for real, do have credentials. It's not like these are some jokers. They made some hits, but for whatever reason, a couple of them teamed up here with Simon Cowell as the EP, the executive producer, to uh, I guess try to get the WWF to cross over into the music scene how yet again m- for the nineties. Like, did Vince pay these people? Because Who knows if Vince had to even pay them? There's I don't no know. way they would work with, with, <laughs> with just nobody without a bunch of money. Well, here's what I want to mention some of these songs in england only not in the u.s actually cracked into the singles chart what they're horrible i know all of them but to help promote the album i guess really i don't know why this tape is what it is because it's very bizarre coliseum video released a 45 minute tape of a couple of the music videos for these songs just just first of all what the shit is this (laughs) second of all 
imagine wasting your entire weekend because uh, you know how you would get like one. You weekend get to rent one on a weekend on right? a forty-two minute <laughs> tape with some music videos and like weird clips of yes. shit that you already saw on TV. <laughs> like, like, That's what this is. What the fuck? That's literally what this is. So this is our review, folks. It is Coliseum Videos WF Superstars the music video, and we open Quinn with the Coliseum Video intro, but no music. So. First of all, shouldn't there be me? It's a music video video. But <laughs> second of all, this just feels so wrong in 93 seeing the Coliseum video logo because by this point, like they were really starting to become like nothing and like Good Times video is starting to well, step yeah, in and all this bit. shit. I don't even like, I know it's a couple years, but I feel like they, from 93 to about like 96, I guess when Coliseum video ended, like it felt like they were just ramping up to become WF home video or whatever. Little and, by little. Yeah, it's like a lot less, less, m- less Hillbilly Jim and like, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? More green Mis- screen. Mr. Coliseum video Hillbilly Jim. More Stan Lane. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we hard cut now to the WrestleMania song, the lyrics version, by the way, over a package of some very 1993 action. And the lyrics make the WrestleMania song sound like very cheap. Yes. And then we have like Duggan with his stupid wrestlemania <laughs> yeah. 7 outfit like and it's like distorted it's yes. like something i never wanted to see <laughs> and that's like the first thing yes. they show it's bad. like this ugly distorted like double fisheye thing <laughs> like it, with dug in with the american flag thing from like two years ago <laughs> it's bad and then we get a clip of a macho man's shitty song and savage you see him looking on in like on the video wall it's really weird the shitty everything oh, has lyrics and they're yeah. all bad these are all like previews folks of the full videos that we're gonna see don't what? worry we we'll get into previews them. yeah we like, need preview what is that by yeah, the way it's like the, it's a, you're gonna see all of it yeah. why why are you gonna spoil like because that's the thing is like as we go on later it's like i saw this song already in the opening like, and then summer stupid summer slam jam which uh is pretty much the wrestlemania song with altered lyrics and a little bit different a music a lot of the same clips and a lot of all the same this. clips yeah. and then jim duggan in the singlet and his like rap song or something duggan and rap they don't go together no they That's don't two things i think of <laughs> Was Duggan in the West Texas Rednecks or associated no, with it no, in some way? not at all. Was that when he feuded to, with them as the garbage Duggan no, or whatever? You know what I'm talking about. Don't bring that up. All right. The intro's over. Randy Savage now welcomes us from the WWF Mania room. Yeah, the Todd room. Mm-hmm. In full gear, of course. And he, he's like, uh, get ready for a magic carpet ride. What is he going to show us? Aladdin? I don't yeah, want I know. no magic carpet here. What is he? Aladdin? Yeah, like, what is, is he, he Aladdin? Is he just Aladdin? You know, I was a pretty good Aladdin. <laughs> Brad Harper's macho man best aladdin <laughs> oh yeah welcome to the music videos yeah this is coliseum video the macho man randy savage i'm your host yeah so where he says we're gonna see some of the greatest wbf superstars of all time well, that's a big claim <laughs> yeah, right. when you don't have hulk hogan <laughs> and some behind the scenes footage and also he says how can you stop the rumor if they pinpoint something somebody doesn't like too bad yeah get ready don't blink because how can you stop a rumor uh-huh. if we pinpoint something that somebody doesn't like hey too bad yeah what in the world is I he have talking no about idea. he <laughs> uh, full disclosure i don't like macho man in, in this, this. No, at all. bad, and you'll see why he's really bad yeah. oh he clarifies what he's talking about I'm talking about music. And they say that uh, music calms a savage beast, but not this music and not him. He's trying to act like this music is somehow edgy. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, just by like that a, preview video. I mean, it's it's, it's a drum it's like machine. Fucking kids bop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. And then he uh, he goes to talk to Slim, who's one of the production guys here. Uh, no, there's a lot of Slim. <laughs> there's, there is a lot of Slim. No Jim, though. You would think, right? Get it? 
Yeah, I <laughs> get you. it. Oh, I get it. Uh, he says we're going to pick up the jam, we're going to pump up the jam, and hit the high notes. <laughs> and then some Bruce-looking idiot <laughs> gives, like, the big thumbs up. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Who was that guy? I don't know. He's just sitting there. He comes back, too. Oh, yeah, we see him later. So Savage goes over to the tape machine now. He starts fiddling around with electronics. Like, what a fucking yeah. scene. Oh, I'm going to... Let me see here. Uh, don't, you, <laughs> don't you hate in, like, these Coliseum videos where they act like the wrestlers are literally turning on the clip? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like one of my pet peeves. It's because a, it's a peeve. Because it's like... You know that's not like anything. No, like, he's not he's really not, doing like, it. That's not how like a tape works. Like, <laughs> it just, I hate it. Well, Savage does press play, and off we go, Quinn. It is the WrestleMania music video. Why don't we listen to a little bit of that as okay. we talk here? Now, I'm th- not ready. Th- this, you know, who said that? By the way, this sound, yeah, it sounds from. Sounds it was like- Jimmy Garvin. I don't know why. <laughs> Why did they bring up that hands of trash shit in 1993? <laughs> He's no, like Jimmy long... Garvin, not Ronnie Garvin. Oh, Jimmy Garvin. From what? Some like weird thing he did in '92. Wait, no. he was in WF. No, that's why I don't get it. He was like there once or something. <laughs> anyway, they, so... they really are reaching for this, <laughs> yes. huh? So as you can hear, you hear the song under us. This is the WrestleMania song that they use for like you know 10 and 11 and 12, 13, right. 14. But they're but, talking. Yeah, there's lyrics under it. So anyway, here, we see footage of Bret Hart, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, the arena being set up from, like, 1990, and the lyrics say, it's 93, it's time for WrestleMania. It's 93. It's 93. And now, didn't this come out after WrestleMania, this tape? Like, why are they even... I, you know uh, what there's I mean? a lot of, like, continuity problems <laughs> with this true. that I don't really understand. So Duggan says a bunch of crap. Babbling in auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> to like, talk- this is another trend, the auto-tune oh, talking. It's so bad. Yeah. Tatanka talks about climbing to the top in third person. Why did he have, like, Papa Shango smoke <laughs> around him? Like, it's way too sinister for Tatanka. He's like, I'm going to take over the WF or <laughs> yeah, something. Like, what? No, you're not. You're Tatanka. <laughs> Nobody cares. And then Big Boss Man, who was definitely gone by the time yes, this came thank out. You. I was wondering <laughs> yeah, this oh, the whole God. time I was yeah. watching it. Why is there all this Boss Man shit? Like, <laughs> he is not here. He's been gone for a a long time. He says that all he's ever wanted to do since he was a little boy was become a law enforcement officer. <laughs> you what know? the like, hell is he even doing here? I don't know. And then Gene, who will survive? Like, Does he work here anymore either? No. But also, <laughs> this isn't the Survivor Series, and why did Jimmy Garvin say, are you ready for the Survivor Series, and why are they doing a Survivor Series theme on the WrestleMania song? I don't know. Also, Ludwig Borga with a side slam. Plus more clips from the intro <laughs> again. How many times? Right. Wait, how many times are the Quebecers going to do their finisher on Jobbers? Razor Ramon does yeah. the, ugh, like with the, he moves his arms and does like a side slam or something. I don't know. And then Bret Hart, let me tell you something, boys. I am the World Wrestling Federation champion and all that. I hate this. And wait, is he even the WF champ <laughs> at this point here? Like, they just showed King of the Ring clips. Like, he's not the champion at all. That's the problem here, is when this was recorded, right, in the winter, like, December of 92 or whenever yeah. it was, are we ready for WrestleMania 93? Big boss man still there. Bret's the champion. They're showing us the damn video. It's like September of 93 when the tape came out. Yep. So it's all dated. By the way, my mom used to say that this song sounded like He's So Shy by the Pointer Sisters. Your mom saw this video? She heard the song because I used to play the album. I have the album. It's right here. I'm showing it you on camera right now. used to play the album in your home? What? Well, when I first got it, I oh, did. Oh, boy. But does it sound like the Pointer Sisters? I don't know. I don't have oh. a song to compare it to. I'll play case. it. Don't yeah. worry, folks. Boy, 
boss man repeats himself again yep. from the fog room. There's a lot of this fog room. <sighs> and then we get who will survive and then a mediocre rap. What even is that part <laughs> of the song? Like, why is there a lot of rap in this? Well, like, that's because, Quinn. Hip hop, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Middling like, rap, right, was like a requirement for any New Jack swing song from the early it's 90s. Like the karaoke style rap. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where it's, it's just bad. Horrible. Like, for New Jack swing, maybe you don't know what that is. Uh, that, I, that's from Swingers the movie, right? No, like, no, no. That's that's regular swing and swing. Okay. swing revival. New Jack swing was like, uh, what's a good example? Motown Philly by Boys to Men. Oh, right, right, right. I think I've heard this. Wasn't this style developed in the 90s or something? 80s. Janet yeah. Jackson okay. was a big uh, purveyor of gotcha. it. Uh, Michael Jackson, too. The Dangerous album had a lot of New Jack swing. New Jack swing. That sounds it was just, so, like, it's very, fake, by the way. Yeah, it's very late 80s, early 90s. It didn't, uh, it didn't live on, did it? Not really. Uh, another one that you might know is Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Mm-hmm. That's a big New Jack swing song. Anyway, a lot of them have like a mediocre rap in the middle. It's just what they did. I don't know. Hey, Caramel. it's Diesel and his rhinestone jacket, by the way, and the <laughs> giant Gonzalez. Incidentally, Quinn, none of the clips they, they're showing here have anything to do with any WrestleMania well, yet. Re- wrestling. That's on <laughs> WrestleMania, right? But it's all just squash matches from like superstars. And this is really a crappy video. Everything just keeps repeating. <laughs> yeah, the song is very repetitive. Like how many times with the, oh, oh. <laughs> Fighting to survive. <laughs> yeah, I know, so like also, again, survive. No, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. We're not. Why? Why do they keep saying that? I don't know. And then we go back to Savage, who's singing it all poorly. WrestleMania. At least he admits his singing voice stinks. <laughs> yeah, like right after, he's like, "Yo, I'm a good wrestler, but not a good singer." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, my voice is not on key, but it's a locking key situation, and you can't pick this lock." Like, what the? F- I don't know. He's <laughs> very weird in this. Like, and he's, he's annoying. Like weirder than usual. Yeah. yeah. And then he takes this moment to talk about the undefeated Tatanka and how Tatanka recently had issues with Bam Bam Bigelow, and he says, "Uh, Tatanka has a pride to the umpteenth degree." Where are we even going? Like, I thought what, I thought this was about music videos. What is this? <laughs> he then spins around in circles three times. Mm-hmm. This is real. Yeah, he, and he does kind of like the Wayne and Garth. Yeah. Like he acts like he's doing that or whatever. It's real. Turn around one time. Turn around two times. Turn around three times. Blast back. Blast from the past. And then he throws us to, of all people... Ray Rougeau on the platform. Hi, how are you? <laughs> like, Ray Rougeau, of course. I love it that he Can made we this ever, cake. like, escape no. him? Like, he is, like, literally, like, he's the everywhere. most minor announcer, right, that you never saw growing up. Right. But, like, on this show, he's all over. whenever we review something, like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm an announcer now. Like, <laughs> horrible. So Ray says, ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week is ruthless, and he weighs 400 pounds. Here he is, Bam Bam Bigelow. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week is Ruthless, and he weighs 400 pounds. Here he is, Bam Bam Bigelow. This is from Superstars, by the way. Is this during that taping with, like, Bonnie, but they edited all her <laughs> shit out? You remember? Like, Probably. I because, think this was. Because a lot of it is, like, there's stuff with, like, other people later yeah. that, like, like I thought this was the Bonnie taping. It and might the have platform been. even looks the same. It might have been during the Bonnie taping, actually. Uh, so Bammer saunters out, 
But Sensational Sherry quickly walks past him and up to Ray. And Ray's like, Sherry, what is the meaning of this? This is Bam Bam's interview. And Sherry's like, I don't give a shit. I need need to call out Luna. And I love, Quinn, that Sherry's a face, but she's still Sherry. Yeah, she is not even, like, different. No. Um, It's kind of just weird in general because... She never seems like she wasn't a heel. Yeah, but I like, know. <laughs> we're supposed to like her now. But it's she's like, still. It's like, Sherry. oh, like that's just how she is. Yeah. And like, but what? <laughs> like, why? I, this whole Sherry face turn thing was so dumb. It was weird, and it didn't get a lot of play on anything but superstars and a little bit of Raw. And like, no pay per views. Yeah, and what's weird is like, I felt like Sherry oddly committed to it. Like she, she yeah. changed her like wardrobe. It was a little, a little bit. friendlier. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know what. This was, and I'm so glad it didn't last long that she just, like, fucked this federation yeah. just left, because, like... She was gone by the time this tape came out. Right. Which is really bizarre. This is just another example of them, like, mishandling, like, a lot of their characters from the previous year that were, like, good. Like, yeah, I, it's 93 you know, for you. Yeah, it was just, like, all these, like, things that were good, and they just, like, bungled them, and I don't know what the fuck... This is just another example. What's the meaning of this? This is Bam Bam's interview. I don't care about Bam Bam tattooed head Bigelow. I want to talk about Luna Vachon. Bam Bam wanders up to the platform, shoves Sherry out of the way, but she doesn't back down even as he shoves her again. Yeah, she ain't afraid. <laughs> it's like, pretty cool. I mean, she's sensational Sherry about it. You know, she's like femme fatale, whatever. Yep. She, I don't give a shit <laughs> if you're a big, fat, bald guy. Like, come on, bring it, you know? <laughs> but then Bammer grabs her by both wrists. Yeah, and that, hey. Hey. Now he's, like, overpowering her, and that's a little wrong. That's a little much. So Ray Rougeau, former wrestler... All he does is say, hey, wait a minute, have a little respect for the lady. Yeah, why like, didn't he do anything? Do isn't, something. Isn't he like a fabulous Rougeau brother yes. or whatever? Like, can't he, he help? Yeah. It hasn't been that long. Yeah. The help. He wrestled. He, he had a mullet and stuff. It was good. He did. He knows karate. Yeah. Ray Rougeau. Savat, he could have Savat kicked him off that stage. He could have. But Bam Bam brings Sherry down to her knees, and Ray just, like, scolds him, like, hey, don't do that. Uh, finally, Tatanka wanders in, makes the save. Hitting a drop kick from the stage to knock Bam Bam off the platform. By the way, nice bump by awesome. Bam Bam. He like fell right, like, fell right on his fucking ass. That was, like, yeah. Like, that was a nice bit. Yeah, he like flipped right off. Yeah, that was good. Uh, a bunch of refs now storm out, but Tatanka does a freaking dive off the platform. That was good too. Yeah, on the big one. This is the best I've ever seen Tatanka. I know. He does tomahawk chops. This is good, Quinn. Honestly, like, I thought the only part of this Sherry Tatanka connection was that thing at wrestlemania where she like is in white or something <laughs> she's and she's a, dress. yeah and she's like face now yeah but like apparently like there's all this extracurricular garbage well yeah what they were doing was setting up for a mixed tag at SummerSlam where it was going to be bam bam and uh luna, luna taking on tatanka and sherry but, already main squeeze huh yes already squeezing but uh sherry wound up leaving or getting fired in july i think right. it was okay so it never happened but that's what they were going for and that probably would have been good yeah i mean honestly with sherry's history and mixed tags and luna's good yeah and bam bam's good and tatanka you got three good people in there tatanka would be fine yeah tatanka they'd be fine him. but a bunch of refs are coming out here pat patterson's wearing khakis by the way as we now clip to later on in this superstars episode which by the way there's like a very junky graphic <laughs> on the bottom that just is later in the show yeah, very poor it's like very like i don't know it's like the see you in space cowboy from <laughs> cowboy bebop font like even with the dot dot dots at the end yeah it's like, really makeshift yeah, right yeah Anyway, Tatanka's making his entrance for a match. Or does he? Uh, his music plays for a while, but no sign of Tatanka. So they restart the music and uh, and nothing. And by the way, it's it's Vince with Savage and King, just so you know. 
And wait, I thought this tape was about music videos, Joe. What, what, now we got matches happening? What's happening here? This is weird. Uh, we then see on the video wall to talk about getting the shit beat out of him by Bam Bam. <laughs> Bam Bam then takes out scissors and cuts off Tataka's red streak. That's right, Quinn. Yep. It's Bam Bam the Barber there Bigelow. There he is. <laughs> I mean, he could have been the Barber BBB. Right? And like it, four Bs instead of BBBB. Oh, wow. Right. A lot of Bs there. Yeah. And who doesn't love a good juxtaposition of a bald guy being a barber? You know what? That could have been a good gimmick. It could have been. Because like, also know, he's got the fire hair. He's got fire can't, he hair. can't cut his hair off. Ba- Bam Bam it's the Bald fire. Barber Bigelow. Yeah. Five Bs. See? The bald barber. Bald barber. Bam Bam the Big Bald Barber Bigelow. Big Bald Barber. Oh my goodness. We are on to something then here. Then they could stick at the Big Boss Man who left. <laughs> big <laughs> <Yeah>. Bald Barber. <laughs> Uh, Rene Goulet wanders in in the hallway here wearing his khakis. He needs a haircut, too. <laughs> he it's does. horrible. Vince yells the whole time, of course, before we cut back to Savage in the Mania studio again, and he's like, oh, no one's going to touch my hair, and even if they do, I'm going to go at him a million percent. He barely even has any, but, like, okay. Like, <laughs> what, what's he talking about? No. He then talks to Chuck Chuck the Flying Duck and fusses around with his hair. This is all real. <laughs> like, I'm not, he says this. <laughs> he t- Chuck, Chuck, the flying duck. It's real. What is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Chuck, Chuck, the flying duck. He says uh, we're going to be looking at the SummerSlam Jam video in a little while. And he says one of the people in it is himself, and he's a personal friend of his. One of the guys in the SummerSlam Jam video was uh, myself, the macho man Randy Savage. And he's a personal friend of mine. I've known him a long time. But then Bret Hart was also in it, and he has to deal with people messing with his family lately. And Savage makes a big fuss about how Bret is actually the king of the ring, not Jerry Lawler. All mad about King. Very mad. Yeah. So we clip to July 93 on Raw, where Bam Bam Bigelow, again him, was facing Bret. Vince is with Bobby, by the way, as Mm -hmm. Bret goes for the sharpshooter. But all of a sudden, Jerry Lawler's voice echoes throughout the Manhattan Center. And we see him. He's up in like the balcony with Helen and Stu. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And Stu's like, eh, uh, London, uh, hiding in a uh, cage or whatever. When the hitman distracted Jerry Lawler up there with the hitman's parents. You're hiding under your cage or <laughs> And King's <What>? like, <laughs> King is so funny. He's like, anybody understand what he said? Could you mumble a little louder there? <laughs> and it's really funny. Uh, King has this weird black and gray what robe on. What was that robe? Like I've never cheap. even seen that one before. It's got like sparkly rhinestone on it. <laughs> it looks like it's made of paper. It's <laughs> terrible. Brett tries to head over the guardrail, but Bammer drags him back in. King then asks Helen how many kids they have, and she's like, I don't know, 12. I hate wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Stu like tries to be witty. He's like, so you are uh, the self-appointed uh, king, king of the ring, eh? And King's like, eh, eh, eh. Anybody <laughs> understand what he's saying? You're the self-appointed king of the ring, eh? The what? Self-appointed king of the ring. Uh, anybody understand what he's saying? It's really. I bad. mean, he's not doing himself any favors. Here. I know. Let's, let's be fair here. <laughs> he then stills. It. He tells Stu to put his false teeth in backwards and eat himself to death. <laughs> that was brilliant. It, it's so good. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, cut to the SummerSlam now, where Brett is putting the sharpshooter on King while referee Bill Alfonso looks on. It's odd that he's refing on pay per view. He did a few times. That's yeah. not ECW pay per view. <laughs> well, he was a uh, Giant Gonzalez personal handler. Yeah, well, great. If you're a giant, you need a handler, apparently. Yeah. What is with that? I don't know, one that's uh, tiny, too. <laughs> it's always, like, short people. Yeah, it's always like, oh, we gotta make him look bigger, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, who's the shortest guy we can find? <laughs> uh, Bobby flips out, of course, but King gives up, and Brett wins. 
for now. Of course, you know, Brett keeps the sharpshooter on for like three minutes. And the people just love this. They did. Don't they I just mean, love it? King, to be fair, though, King was like acting like a, an asshole. An asshole for months. Yeah. Like, I kind of love when King riles a crowd up an, an, or an audience in general enough that like people just want to see him get like practically killed. Yeah. They just have enough of him. They're yeah. like, just stop. It's like, we don't even care, Brett. Yeah. Just like beat the shit out. Like, yeah. leave the sharpshooter on him all show. We don't yeah. care. We don't even care anymore. Just yeah. do it, please. Danny Davis now wanders in to help. No avail. Bobby flips out. I love Bobby selling him this yeah. little sharpshooter as if this is the worst thing to ever happen. Right. Don't play with him. Dictate to him. You're law and order in there. You tell him what you need. Get him off him. Timmy White storms in. No luck getting Brett off a of king. We clip then to a couple of minutes later where everyone is in the ring, including Bruce and Owen. Because, of course, Bruce got <laughs> got to get the limelight here, huh? Oh, God. Uh, Bobby with a great line. He's like, they're arguing with Owen Hart. Who cares about <laughs> Owen Hart? It was just fun, his delivery. Yeah. They're arguing with Owen Hart. Who cares about Owen Hart? All the people in the ring, you know, Dave Hebner, Chief J. Strongbow, Billy Red Lions, oh, Tony Gurria Quinn, all the hits. I can't believe the, the, the stooge Billy Red Lions <laughs> yeah, is there. Like, that crowd Tony stooge. <laughs> Don't forget also shitty Bruce. Gotta like, keep mentioning he, Bruce because he, he, he needs us to know he the just, that, you that know, he's there. You know how he is, like, in, like, his, like, blazer. Oh, like sunglasses. Jeans. <laughs> just a cowboy. I just. Go away! He's he, so annoying. He's like, always trying, and this is like a real thing, folks. I'm not just saying. Even Brett says <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I hate, fucking hate him. Uh, anytime <laughs> Bruce is in a WWF angle, whether it's SummerSlam '93, '94, Canadian Stampede, any single time Bruce is involved in something, he's always trying to do too much to get the camera on himself. Yep. He, he really <laughs> thinks that he's like. Like, he was just, like, he missed his chance, like, he was too old or something, so right. that's, like, he would be Brett yeah. if, like, he was just a little bit younger. Right. Like, you know what I mean? That's the impression I get. He sucks. Yeah. He just thinks, like, oh, I was screwed on my age or yeah, something. but I, he's just not good. Yeah, he stinks. Uh, now, Fink announces, sadly, here that the referee, Bill Alfonso, has reversed his decision. Therefore, the winner... And undisputed king is Jerry Lawler. What a great angle. I love this because you can't take the king away from king because he's king, right? He's like, king no matter what. Yeah, so it's like, well, we have to figure out a way. So have just Brett actually beat him, but everyone knows that Brett won, but he yeah. didn't really. But like, right, Exactly. So nicely done. And obviously, yeah. in um, whenever that is, next year, I guess, when we get to SummerSlam 93 on Patreon, this will be really fun to do in detail. Right. Because I really do love this angle. Back to Savage now, who says, snap, crackle, pop, and can't believe that King won. All this King hate coming from the former Macho King is a little weird, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little ironic, yeah. right? Uh, if anyone should be talking about someone not being a King, right? Yeah, seriously. Uh, Savage now says, oh, hold all my coals, because it's time to get happy with the SummerSlam Jam, Quinn. Okay, calm down. I hate like this macho man he's like way too nice this is easter bunny macho man it's folks. so frustrating because literally like two years ago he was like horrible heel. yeah i know <laughs> like remember yes i remember <sighs> so he looks into the video scope and says oh this is the way it is this is the way it was and this is the way it's gonna be when they get the momentum they can't stop us what the fuck is he no talking idea. about what does that mean i, I have no idea what any of this is <laughs> he then uses <laughs> i'm not making this up his magic finger to press play and then he like watches it for like a few seconds on like a super tiny tv <laughs> yes. and he's like enjoying it he's like Ooh, he's like squinting good. into it like it's like oh Ooh, yeah it's so good look how big it is like you know so then we hear the same exact new jack swing beat from the wrestlemania song and i'm just gonna play a snippet of it for us here mm -hmm. live listen to this 
It's the WrestleMania. Listen to this. It just got a different guitar line. I hate it. It's really bad, folks. But anyway, we get various clips of The Undertaker riding the hearse at SummerSlam 92. Bunch of squash matches. And every time I hear this song, Joe, turn it up a little bit, and you'll know. Every time I hear of this, I think of Doc piping like shitty house shows in the Nassau Coliseum in like 90... What hell? I'm in the stupid fucking room with my chin. And you know what? You gotta go to Nassau Coliseum. $10 a ticket. You're gonna see Big Daddy Cool Diesel face Mabel. He'll be taking out taking Mabel. And don't forget, Shawn Michaels will be taking on Sir Mo. You know, shit like oh, that. Oh, June 25th in the Nassau Coliseum. Get your tickets Call now. Call Ticketmaster now. It's horrible. Uh, we see clips of Luger and Yoko. I want you to remember that Luger and Yoko has happened, okay? Right, right. On the Intrepid. Just, I want you to keep that in mind. There's a reason I'm saying that. Anyway, Brett, Savage, Undertaker all say shit. Luger slams Yoko. Savage runs to the ring at WrestleMania 8. Okay, so this is a SummerSlam video. Yeah. WrestleMania 8. Remember that SummerSlam <laughs> WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Undertaker um, entering the ring at WrestleMania 8. The same fucking Quebecers clip again from the other video and the intro. I feel like they're reusing so many wrestling clips from like one taping set. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it. Like they're just like hey, it's like Vince like here's a tape of some B-roll from yeah, some right, fucking right. thing that we filmed like two weeks ago. Like whatever this. was the most recent thing they <laughs> yeah. made. Uh, more crap of Savage Bright Undertaker just saying the most banal shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm in the WWF. Oh, I like it like yeah. that. You, yeah. know, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a good wrestler. Uh, Why did they make that the auto-tune? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it has no meat. It's just me- awful. The thing with that, too, is the funniest part is Macho Man, like, the whole show is acting like he's some, like, artiste at, like, music. And it's, like, literally just him talking and then they auto-tuned it in post. <laughs> Like just say, just say something. Just like, say anything. We yeah. don't even give a shit. We want to go yeah, home. Yeah, I'm the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, good but job. It's like, it's like tuned into the. Yeah. It's horrible. Terrible. Men on a mission. Diesel in the rhinestone jacket again. Yep. Another shitty rap. This is literally the same song, but like somehow worse than the yeah. WrestleMania one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Papa Shango, and then WrestleMania six. You know that great SummerSlam event. <laughs> By the way, they very obviously put some other shit on the big video board, so you can't see that it's the Ultimate Warrior. It's that, yes. It's that crowd shot where Warrior is like holding the two belts it's up. It's real. And he's on the video scope. They like black it out they, or something. They, it's not blacked out. It's not. It's actually believe it or not it's the clip of Razor like from the side. What? Like when he's like beating up somebody from the previous they like comp- They comped that onto the video <laughs> yes, board? I they, didn't catch that. Because like, you can see very briefly the, the, the arm like the, the elbow pad with the razor blades <laughs> on it. Like That's great. Uh, back to Savage now who's dancing with the makeup lady. I'm not making this up folks. It's just like some random. It's not any of the makeup ladies we know no, like from a, the Attitude Era. 90s makeup lady. Yeah. Uh, he says he never needs makeup because he's pretty. He says he's loving all this Savage does and he says he thanks Thanks us for pumping up the jam. That wasn't the song, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, pump up the yeah, jam. What is he ta- Why does he keep saying that? I don't know. He then yells at Slim for yawning or something. So ad lib. I'm surprised he hasn't said whoop, there it is yet, <laughs> or any of that shit. Yeah, like, really, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Savage then segues into talking about the WWF champion Yokozuna, so it's not Bret Hart, yep. despite what that video might have told you. And uh, Savage thinks Yoko's going to lose his belt very soon, maybe to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No, that's not, not, <laughs> not happening. He's not even going to be here much longer. He's not even here when the tape came out, I don't think. (laughs) Good lord. We now hard cut to Hacksaw and Yoko having a stare down on WF Superstars in, like, January. Also, did Herb Abrams edit this tape? It's really, really bad. Really bad for them. Uh, Vince explains that this isn't a sanctioned match. 
It's basically who can take Yoko off his feet match. So in other words, it's not a match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, Joey Morell is going to be our referee for this non-match here. Fuji still has some hair. That's how you know this is old. (laughs) And then we cut to Duggan nailing a three-point stance, but Yoko only staggers. What am I watching? Well, (laughs) this is horrible. This is the the take Yoko off his feet challenge, obviously. Great. Duggan is still pre-singlet again, so you know it's a little older. He fires up another three-point stance. Vince is like, it's the United States versus Japan! Vince is hilarious here, but he's way too into this. It's the United States versus Japan! Uh, And of course, Yokozuna, proudly from Japan. Yes, definitely, that's where Yokozuna's from. Totally it. <laughs> they never even say that. They're always like from the Polynesian Islands because they know it's like vaguely yeah, near Samoa somewhere. Possibly near Japan. Yeah, but maybe not, right? Yeah. Uh, Duggan nails Yoko again and does his like proud pose that Hillbilly Jim it's also good. does. I like that pose. I do too. Uh, Yoko topples over. Big pop, big pop for that, honestly. Why does this matter? It doesn't. Like, I don't. Especially it's not, not for now. the belt. No. Like <laughs> Savage said it was or something. And Yoko didn't even have the tattle here. Yeah. This is like during. This before oh, Royal This is Rumble. not even that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's really old. Duggan happily waves his flag, but Yoko staggers up, grabs a salt bucket, tosses all of it in Duggan's face. Well, it's the ceremonial salt that Fuji always carries. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Vince flips out because the flag got salt on it. Now, this is the guy that wanted Sergeant Slaughter to burn the flag in 91 mm-hmm. for the record. So, you know. Anyway, Duggan can't stand up because it's just so salty. Duggan's eyes are closed. He can't open them. <laughs> like, I swear if Lord was oh, here, man. he would imagine the redux. And look at Hacksaw. He can't get up. He's yeah. in a lot of pain. It's yeah. Close, open it, them. it could have been amazing if they just stuck Lord in just for this one match. Just for like, this. Which is something they were doing anyway. Like, yeah, sometimes he would up. just be there. Grillbot's out here with his large chip, you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> Duncan's eyes are closed. You can't open them. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Fuji gets in, tells Yoko to kick some ass, so Yoko does kick some ass. Big, fat belly to belly. Big, fat leg drop. Fuji now happily uh, <laughs> helps Yoko drag Duggan over to the corner for the bonsai drop. Vince is having a damn conniption on commentary as Yoko climbs the ropes and nails a bonsai drop. He needs to calm down. Shit like this, like, always happens in WWE. Yeah. What is he talking about? <laughs> Has he not seen Yokozuna before? Yeah. Like, this is what this the guy is, does. This like, is, what he does. Crowd shot here shows a concerning look on the face of some lady. Second bonsai drop, and now a few other refs yell at Fuji, which really doesn't help anything. Meanwhile, King says it's, like, 1941, and Vince agrees, uh, I don't. There's not even, like, planes or... <laughs> aircraft carriers yeah, or anything in Pearl Harbor really he, they're not in a harbor no what are they talking about like why do they keep referencing why they, that why are they trying to renew like you know the, the Japan wor- US rivalry you know what the worst part about that Joe and I don't know if any note was taken on this but what? they show like old people when they say that to like as if like oh they know they must have been in World War II because they're old it's right? ridiculous I, I can't it's believe so that ham-fisted. like I couldn't believe when they showed so the funny. old man <laughs> Like, when this happened, like, oh, he remembers. Oh, like, yeah. what the fuck? It was a little much, yeah. if you ask me. Another bonsai drop is Fuji now drapes the flag over Jim Duggan. Yeah, they act like this is, like, the end of the world. <laughs> it's like the heel beat down. Vince is great here. He's like, is there no control? Is there no dignity whatsoever? Like weeping Joe. Like, he's, like, there's a point where I swear Vince is shedding a tear. Like, the way he's talking. It happens. Uh, Danny Davis tries talking to Yoko. Of course he does, because Danny Davis talks <laughs> he's to everybody. Got, he's got to chat it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Yoko, why do you stop? How's uh, your how day, you Yoko? <laughs> like... Yoko goes back up and lands another bonsai drop, and now Renee Goulet has wandered in. Anyway, cut to Duggan being taken away on a stretcher while Sergeant Slaughter looks on. Vince uses his uh, a sock, that yeah, voice, it's, the it's, weeping it's voice. It's definitely the a sock voice. The hush has fallen over the capacity crowd. 
can't believe, no one can believe what we've seen. As we get a close-up of the crumpled flag in the ring. It's very overdramatic. Like, that slow close-up yeah. of it. It's like, it's like, I'm surprised they didn't do the, like, where, it, like, with the Looney Tunes, like, it turns into, like, a black circle thing. You <laughs> know what I mean? fade away, yeah. yeah. Back to Savage, who says, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it is, Savage, you're Savage right. is, like, dejected, too. Yeah. It's amazing. So while Savage now starts to ramble on, <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon wanders in. What is even going on? What is this? Hi, what is, there. <laughs> like, the sad moment, then Gorilla's like, oh, hi! <laughs> well, I used to host this shit! Like, Gorilla oh, Monsoon, unbelievable! How are you, Randy? One of the greatest wrestlers in the World oh, Wrestling Federation ever! What was that? Why is Gorilla here? I don't know. So, so Savage say, takes some time to say that Gorilla's like the best wrestler ever or something. Yeah, I don't the know. Best wrestler to ever wrestle. And now he's a broadcast journalist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Gorilla says that Duggan's going to be vindicated. <laughs> Basically, like Yoko is fucked. Is uh, like the attitude. He's gonna Yoko's in his fucked. Yeah, <laughs> he, man. Oh, he really, you know, it's he fucked up. <laughs> it's like so stupid. Uh, Savage then segues into Duggan's music video, which Gorilla says he loved. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He uh, even know <laughs> he, he doesn't even like doesn't even it, there's a part where like he has to explain what this is like, i'm not kidding like gorilla really did wander in like they were filming something else he's like oh what's this you know what i mean he's just taking a stroll like yeah. saying hi to people you and know getting a cup of coffee yep. or something <laughs> doing something else in another yeah. studio uh but before we see duggan's video why don't we throw to a behind the scenes look of the Duggan video that we haven't seen yet? As we throw that gorilla just is like, oh, dig it! Yeah. Like in the high pitched, like it was really odd. Yeah! Dig it! Uh, we see Duggan dancing around stupidly here while he practices his lines. Duggan all fat in his underpants. <laughs> and did they like not have enough music videos so we need like behind <laughs> the scenes? Yeah. Like what? Isn't there like eight songs or something on this album? There's like, there's a lot. There's a uh, ten. Ten? Yes. They didn't make like. How I don't okay if I'm say I rent this shit or bought if I rented God forbid it. I bought it I saw yeah. it a long time ago if I bought this and Sorry. I'm expecting oh it's gonna be music videos of all the songs from the album right yeah it's like I, what it's is there four like three videos. or four, four. with filled out and They're padded out with behind the scenes like it's it's all, all, the videos suck too <laughs> it's not terrible good yeah it's awful some greasy guy wanders over to give Duggan some instructions it's like a hideous ponytail there's like a weird shitty keyboard music like yeah, under all of it poor folks <laughs> and that's literally the behind the scenes really good really really <laughs> thrilling stuff there it's really worth it <sighs> god now we clip to Duggan's video itself which is just him sitting around saying how he has his two by four and his American flag. It's hideous. Got like, my two by four. Got my American flag. That's the lyrics. That's all it is. I got my two by four. Two by four. I got the American flag. American flag. American flag. And then he gives a speech about how wrestling is hard. Then says, "Ho, USA, you, 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 USA." This is crummy. <laughs> All these songs are just like repetitive too. It's like how many times it's just like, "Ho, USA, got my flag, you, 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 USA, got my two got by my four flag." Like ho! we get it. We like, freaking like, get it. Enough. Enough. He just likes to say ho, yeah. and then <laughs> and then clips of Duggan and Yoko are mixed into this Quinn because why not? It's not good. It's like, not it's good. It's just not. Oh, and by the way, he's got a two by four, and he beats people up. That's an odd lyric. Yeah. I beat people oh, up. Dude, like that's just thrown what a in hero. there. Yeah, it's like what a what a what an example. <laughs> this really is terrible, Quinn. Okay, enough. Of this. It's way too long. Did he ever even use this in like an arena or no. anything? It's really weird that they even made this for him since he's like leaving. Yeah, 
He's not even here anymore. Yeah, and they're like, we know Luger Yoko happened because right. we saw it, and they're hyping Duggan this yeah, whole video. I don't get it. I don't understand anything about this tape. I don't either, Quinn. We go back to Savage, who says this was an amazing video. It's not. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie to us. And Savage says he was lucky enough to have one made for himself as well, and he didn't even realize how hard it was to make a music video. What? <laughs> The true talent for music videos is what it takes uh, behind the scenes. I hate that the Macho Man thinks he's like an artist for making this dumpy video. <laughs> like, literally, Joe, when I was a kid at summer camp, oh, this God, is a real camp. story. When summer there was like memories. a music video day, right? And like, what? The, like a videographer came or something, and what? he like put they they were like, oh, kids, you can like dress in the rock and roll costumes, and we'll like film you, and they like overdub some music over us. It's not that hard. What did you dress in? I think they like we had like I had like green like spiky hair. What? Like, it's basically I was like four or something, four or five. Four. Or yeah, I was like I was like the real early. Do days we have of camp. the footage? No, I lost the tape what? years later. But I yeah. want to see the footage. Yeah, it's like very little. I'm very oh. little, and I'm with like these other kids. And the funniest part is they gave us all these rock and roll costumes. Yeah. And I swear they asked. Um, they asked the the kids like what song we wanted, and you know what song was really popular then? What crisscross jump jump? So we're in like we're in like awesome. We're in like rock and roll like eighties rock like punk yeah 80s right rock right. Like punk costumes bebop and rock and like that punk. song is the hip hop song from like nineteen ninety. That's I'm not amazing. It's, it, it's incredible. It's like so like out of place, and it, and like we're not even singing it. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, just you're just like, dancing around just stupidly, like, right? We're just at, like because you know like it's like a video. It's basically one of those things that like oh they can send a video home to the parents and the parents right. oh look it's so cute right like, <laughs> yeah, they're, like yeah. they're all little and they're in like adult like i get it yeah it's so stupid but like i said it's easy is kind of the point it's like i don't remember it being hard i remember them just being like stand around yeah. and like <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it later like you know what i mean yep uh but savage yells at slim again and then he name drops kevin dunn kerwin selfies rust the cameraman and how everyone has to work together but sometimes they argue but sometimes they talk and at the end it's one big party they uh, run the ideas off each other. Sometimes there's an argument. Yeah. Sometimes uh, they don't get along really good while they're doing it because one guy's got an idea, but the other guy knows how he can get the same thing done a different way. But at the end, there's a big party. What is this? What? Like, what is this? I, I think they just told Savage Quinn, please just kill 20 minutes I know. of videotape. They really are like killing time at this it's point. It's horrible. Yeah. It's not good banter or anything. It's like that Islander shit from Royal Rumble 88. Like, remember? Yes, it's like that over again. <laughs> and uh, Savage says human brains can't be replaced by computers. And then he shows a video package that he himself put together. Yeah, sure. Oh, that, yeah, he edited it. That's a tribute to everyone that worked behind the scenes. Okay, let's see what it is. Okay. A cameraman with a mustache films Bret Hart. A guy with a cigarette in his mouth operates a smoke machine. Uh, another cameraman. A VU meter. Uh-huh. Some guy in an audio mixer. Okay. Some guy at a vision mixer. Mm-hmm. Duggan from the clip that we just saw. <laughs> just reusing. Somehow they reuse shit in here, this. And then someone laying on a couch. That's it. Horrible. <laughs> For the record, everyone in that video either barely had hair or had really bad hair. And the music under it was hideous. <laughs> Back to Savage now, who thanks Coliseum Video for letting him host this. Why? <laughs> I would, I would, making me host yeah, it more right. than, it, and he shouldn't be thanking them. Where was Todd? Yeah, this, this is where you need. Honestly, it. this is a Toddster thing. Like he would have been so the much Macho better. Man, you are really like he is uh, not it, necessary. No, here. God, no. Uh, but it's time finally, thankfully, for the last video. Mm-hmm. Which Savage dedicates to all the children over the world because uh, the children are the future. 
listen, kids are great, but really? <laughs> it's just so weird. I swear he's killing time because the tape was too short. Yeah. Like, there's no other... Like, he... Like, this speech about the children. Like, it's just weird. It doesn't fit <laughs> no. this at all. Like, what does this video have to do... But, well, there is some stuff with kids, but there's I mean... There's a little bit of clips of him with kids. I mean, kids. he acts like that's what... Like, heal the world, make it a better place or something is gonna play. Well, I believe that uh, Stock, Ape, and Waterman did do We Are the World, so... Okay. <laughs> I think they did. But anyway, Savage pushed his play, and that Billy Graham ripoff speech kicks in. You know, the tower of power too sweet to be right, sour. Right, right. Like, that's just Billy Graham. It is. It's not. It's sad. literally like his <laughs> entire his thing, which uh, Dusty also ripped off too. But anyway, it's basically yet another fucking New Jack Swing song, only slightly different than the other two. And the lyrics to this one are really great. Macho Man says, dig it, dig it. Macho Man says, dig it, dig it. <laughs> like four times. Yeah, it's horrible. And while we see clips of him in front of a terrible green screen. Yeah. Like, it's a green screen of the video board green screen in <laughs> yeah. front of It's horrible. It's really bad. Like, you know, the tile one with multiple Yeah, the tile one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the chorus, the backing singers here, they pronounce his name Macho Man. <laughs> it's horrible. And I remember this, and I hate this oh, song. Oh, it's horrible, He's guys. the Macho Man. Macho Man. Yeah. Macho. He's the Macho <laughs> it's Man. It's real. He's great. It's like, it's literally like just saying he's good. It's horrible. And then he's like, I've soared with the eagles and slithered with the snakes and I'm your friend. Why? He was like a horrible heel like two years ago. He's our friend. Like enough. He's now our friend. Yeah. He's the Babe Ruth. Uh, Freak out, freak out. That's the way it is. And I will be there with you when it happens. Past, present, future, all at one time. When what? Happen. What the fuck does this mean? I don't know. When what happens? How is he going to be there all? What, what? All I do know is he's a macho man. He's a macho man. This song sucks <laughs> so much ass. I think Savage in this says something about Saturn as we see clips of him with kids. And then this sudden weird green screen clip in black and white of Mean Gene leaning over and weirdly saying, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> what, what is that? I don't know. But he's the macho man. And then he punches the camera. There's, there's like animations of the punt. Like, did you yeah, it's this? real. Like, yeah, it's horrible. Uh, this shit thankfully fades out as we go back to. Nope, that's it. That's the end of the tape. Yay! Good, it's over. <laughs> and the, I like how they didn't even go back to They're him. Just They're like, just you know like, what? No. We, not even much to goodbye, kids yeah, or no, something. Just it ends. Oh wait, hang on. We have an Ike Pro commercial which uses the old WBF footage. <laughs> it's gonna help you take steroids or some shit <laughs> over like is. nine weeks, whatever. <laughs> the announcer says it's more than just pills and powders. No, I'm pretty sure. It literally is just pills and powders not even being funny Pro is the integrated conditioning program that's more than just pills and powders it's just nine weeks of powder that's all it it's is just a little extra powder but you've got to want it oh yeah. and hey nice a commercial for the wwf fan club yeah this is like the get the fucking membership <laughs> like you know what i always liked about this like it's aggressive and stuff yeah. right but i always like just at the very beginning it's like Ooh, yeah, the Macho Man. Like he, like almost like speaks in time with the song. Like it's like amazing. Ooh, yeah. You get an official membership certificate, a classic WWF Superstars collage, a cassette featuring theme music. Okay, that's cool. Theme music. Yeah, ninety three cassette, not CD. It's probably yeah, like CD. I bet you that cassette doesn't even work anymore. It's better <laughs> to use the cheapest tape. Oh, probably. Probably an eight minute tape. Yeah. Uh, plus, so much more. Just write to a PO Box thirty eight sixty four, Stanford, Connecticut oh six nine oh five. And of course, for more information, the tradition. 
For more information on Coliseum Video releases, write to Coliseum Video, Post Office Box 1311, Fairfield, New Jersey, 07007. This whole tape was extremely strange. All of the songs were terrible. The videos themselves were boring and repetitive. Savage was barely comprehensible. But as far as footage, they actually picked some good 93 stuff to show. So it's weird. Basically, to sum it all up, why did this exist? I don't like, I think that's, that it, I have to sum it up with a question. No, I that's agree. That's how bad it is. By the time the tape came out, the album had been out forever. Yeah. It wasn't helping sell the album. Right. So it wasn't even doing. It's like they made the tape and then they realized it was like out of date. And then yes. they're like, we got to put other shit in it so that it sort of seems in date. But it becomes this whole mixed up mess of like right. old, new, current, not current. Just People a mess. Are like gone right like it's, it's it just it really sums up 93 wf a lot too. it does now i figure just to send our fans home here i want to do a few snippets of some of the other songs of the album this is the nasty boy stomp which is very similar to nasty by Aren't janet jackson WCW by this point listen to this shit this is all it is it's just like all the other songs. Yeah. It's just talking. Yep. Uh, I'm going to save the best for last. Here's The Undertaker, Man in Black. Oh, this is what I think of when I think of The Undertaker. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see, Jimmy Undertaker Hendrix? Yeah. Like, uh, I like him. Voodoo child. I play guitar. Could we with this song? Oh, my goodness. This is what gave him the idea for the good Undertaker 200 song. He's got a tombstone right, just for you. Is that Undertaker? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? This is still the same song. What is this, Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> this is literally this Sonic. Is Industrial Zone or one of them? Yeah, this is literally like, of course, the new Sonic Mania, one or the other. God. This is seriously Sonic okay. the Hedgehog music. Holy shit. That's Woo. crazy. Uh, we already heard Savage speaking in front. Want to hear Tatanka? The name of this song. Tatanka Native American. Oh, what a great name. <laughs> oh my god, now we've moved to Super Nintendo. Donkey Kong Country? Yeah. It literally is Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, come on! Folks, now, just for the record, we didn't pre-plan this or anything. But this this is, is just Joe playing it live yeah. for me to react to it. This is Donkey Kong Country music, Joe. It is. I'm, I'm, about, I'm about ready for... Ooh, ooh, ah! Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, how about Mr. Perfect, I'm Perfect? What? Remix? Act Razor? <laughs> it's, I can't believe, like, how video game... Like, this is... You know how I always joke about WCW video game music? Yeah. Like, this is actually closer. It is. Guys. You're absolutely right. Let's see what happens. Okay, it's all right. It's just his song. Perfect. Another new Jack Swing song. Mr. Perfect. Oh, God. I'm perfect. Oh, my God. Come goodness. on. <laughs> now we've entered Streets of Rage. This is kind of yeah. fun. Greatest athlete. That's all these are. Honestly, like, you know what somebody could actually probably do? And I i wouldn't even be surprised if it already happened. Somebody could make a Vaporwave album of, like, messing, oh, God, with, messing yeah. with all this because it would probably come out okay. Oh, it would. Like, very, like... Very catchy. Like, like aesthetic. Yeah. Like, you know. Want to hear Big Boss Man Hard Times? Oh, goodness. Okay. The Big Boss Man is law, order, and justice of the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and that is my job. 
What's with the, like, space shit? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, it's the real lyrics. This is seriously Joe. This is this is the '90s version of. Remember that time they redid all the Attitude Era music with like <laughs> yeah. speaking. Yeah, the Stone Cold. Yeah. This is the '90s version of that. It's so sassy. I like this one. This is not bad. You better watch out for the hard time. And the centerpiece, the coup de grace. In fact, I will let this song play us out just this one time. Okay. Instead of our regular theme. It is Bret Hart's... Oh, boy. <laughs> Never been a right time to say goodbye. And folks, as we will say goodbye shortly here, thank you guys so much for being with us for this season. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, donate on Patreon. Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. And of course, next season, there still will be something to listen to. And we'll be back for uh, season 19 in two weeks. Let's listen to this one, Quinn, before we fade out. Sure. Here. This is just. Have you ever heard of this? What the hell? You'll hear it. It's so hopeful. Brett's in this. It's great. Thank you guys so yeah, much thanks, for being everyone. with us. There's no way to make this easy. <laughs> and I know we've been through some good and troubled times. Come on. <laughs> There's never been a right time. Horrible. Oh, folks, thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> it's really, really bad. We you can't will... even say goodbye. It's so terrible. It's ridiculous. Okay. Thank you guys so much. We will see you, of course, next week for something different. And then a week after that, 181 as we kick off season 19. Until that time, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. There's never been a right time to say goodbye, but we're doing it right now. We'll see you next week. See ya. Time to find out who drew number two. Well, as I've said once a season, I forget to turn the volume on. This would be that time. Welcome to the blooper reel. Volume. Cast, thank you guys very much for being back with with us here. Uh, Let me fucking do that over. (laughs) And you can have it too if you want to go to OVP. If you want to, if I want to get the URL right. United rights license <laughs> that's not what it stands it's, for uh, yeah, it universal funny. resource locator yeah. chinlock chinlock down chin-like. by life i'm sorry i just had to yeah, chin- i don't hear chinlock i have to redo this because the music's not freaking blowing come on it's gotta play <laughs> why why does this happen i'll just uh sit back here for a second shouldn't shouldn't it just work Like, why doesn't it just work? I I don't understand. You gotta hit the play button. I'm hitting it. Puts Brett on the guardrail. Guardrail. I've definitely said that before. Yeah. Uh, tight. (laughs) Tiger. (laughs) Under Tiger! (laughs) Let's run it down here. Let's. (laughs) Let's run it down. Let's end the show on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And welcome back. Carter.
Welcome back, Carter. Yeah. Three, two, one. Whoops. At least once or twice per season, I forget to uh, unmute the thing. So okay, there the you go. Bloopy bloop. Let's go. Once or twice. I feel like it's like every episode. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. <laughs>